Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> even say it now say what are we saying now what number it is hey it's the 100th episode 100 C- centurion yeah. centurion c-note c-note 100 Wait. bill centurion weren't those the guards oh because there's a hundred of them at a time i'm probably the so, roman yeah. guards is that the centurion those romans and their numbers and stuff with their v's and x's and, and that eyes. that's where they really went wrong how do you figure? Or didn't go right. Because you have to, that's just too many digits. It's incredibly simple if you understand it. No, no, it's, it's simple. Like, it's kind of like aerodynamics. It's simple, but you got to write a whole lot more than. You do. You're, the, you're uh, correct. Yeah. Whatever. Roman numerals. And they had nothing better to do. What would, what's the Roman numeral for 100? Just M? Probably. I think it's M. There's a couple of ways to do it, probably, though, right? It's M. Yeah. M. Anyway, number 100th episode, we're going to do a little recap. And I was going to ask you before we flipped on the switch was uh, when, what date do we actually do our first podcast? I have no idea. Fine. During the break, you will. This is going to be a little short I, segment because we've got, I, a, yep. we've got a guest. We do have a guest. for the uh, A very special guest for our 100th episode. We'll be here shortly. He's going to probably walk in the door. Yes. While walk. we're on mine. I assume he'll walk through the door. I don't think he'll crash through the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> or just appear just well, just materialize nice. out of nowhere like yeah. oh we didn't know you were a shapeshifter he's like yeah i was a chair i was just sitting here the whole time <laughs> so i i uh, i just got back from ohio last night and my arms are tired yeah that's terrible how was it overall I went to the museum again yeah i went to the air force museum again now my brother wanted to go the baby brother went down to, to troy to i was staying in columbus and went to troy to visit uh the baby brother and and sister-in-law, who's going to have a baby shortly. And uh, I said, what do you want to do today, brother? He said, ah, you know what? Let's go to the Air Force Museum. I wanted to go there last year with you and couldn't do it because I was working. So we did. And it was awesome. How it's long great. Did you, I, I how long did you stay? Huh? How long did you stay there? Uh, probably three hours. Did you go through all four buildings? All four buildings. I don't fuck around when I go to the yeah. Air Force Museum. For real. Like, it just... It's so nerdy. Now, the last time I was there, I wasn't impressed with the cafe. Not that I'm supposed to be. <laughs> what the hell? No, it's if, now if it was the Naval Aviator like Hall of Fame or something, yeah. Navy is no, the Navy is known for having the best food out of all the sure. branches of the military because that's the quick way to uh, – uh, the quick. my stepfather would tell me and several other Navy vets I know will say that the quickest way to a mutiny is shitty food. Yeah, you got to get them to stay on the boat Absolutely. and not be too unhappy about yeah, it. Yeah, so that's why he always thought it was funny. Steven Seagal was, the, was a cook. In uh, under siege, yep, and under siege too, yep. But uh, that just because he's you know, uh, cooks the cooks were like they were the gangsters of the boat, I'm sure they because, were, be, yeah, because you, you if you treated them right, they would hook you up and you got real good food anyway. So, I'm just uh, gonna say that, yeah, I didn't, I've never eaten there. I had astronaut ice cream there one time, uh, <laughs> in there, oh, that when I was a kid, that foam ice cream that's yes, kind of like, yes, it's like building blocks, but also <laughs> edibles. If it thaws out, it doesn't really change shape, I don't it think it doesn't, no, it doesn't. If you and if you add water to it and freeze it, which I tried to do when I was like 10, it's uh, also <laughs> inedible. 
Well, I think the food. Well, I'm not going to get off on this topic at all. But I think the food was just like it was like cafe or cafeteria, just really crappy sandwiches and just not really. We ate there because we we're there for a long time. We said we got to get something. Well, you to eat. get hungry, but the thing is, is that within a three mile drive is some is just amazing food. Oh, I know. But yeah, we went to went to the Air Force Museum, and afterward went to one of my favorite places uh, in Dayton called Carillon Brewing, uh, which is at that historical park that has like reenactment or re like re rebuilt portions of like the Miami and Erie Canal. So there's like a lock there that they rescued from the canal, and there's a bunch of other shit there. And uh, but there's a but they put a an 1850s era uh, uh, brewery in 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 the park, and it's a functioning brewery, and it they harvest their grain is all all comes from um all comes from ohio all of their hops come from southern ohio and they they brew beer in using 1850s technology so they've got copper kettles gravity feed no pumps do they wear the period clothes absolutely. also yeah they absolutely okay. do everything is not period clothes but they're, they're not wearing period clothes <laughs> not like period panties i can't believe i just said period panties <laughs> People knew where I was going. With I'm that. so horrible. sorry. <laughs> Awful. So they were. They do wear that. Though. They do wear period garb. 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 Okay. And uh, but they also make. And I asked the dude like, "How do you make this?" And he told me it's, it, it's literally just egg whites and spent grain. But they bake it and it's super crunchy, and then they serve it with soup. It's, what? It's just like a little. It's like a hard tack kind of oh. kind of thing. And, it's, and they make you know good soup and all that. Well, that's really anyway. cool. How long have they been there? Uh, since 1850 no i'm just i don't i i have no idea maybe five years i know the first time i went there was 2015 uh and it's yeah did they, did they like uh do they stay in uh in uh in uh character no character no. yeah so if you show them your iphone they just really freak out or something they're like what manner of magic is this it's not a it's renaissance satan it's not <laughs> it's not a renaissance fair or festival <laughs> okay. walking it, no to walk with the big turkey legs and things like that no 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 big turkey legs i mean they do serve like Bread bowls with and have soup kissing and the kissing bandit or some chick comes around for a dollar will kiss you or something. What that happens at my wherever I go. <laughs> no, I'm just everywhere you go. No, there's no, kissing bandits. No, I no, what's the it, fuck that's are not you really what they there's some some wench is that's what they call them just running around and I and kissing or for a dollar we'll give you a kiss or something and they clean up. I gotta tell you. You never seen this at a Renaissance? No, thing? I haven't. Maybe it's in Atlanta. I, maybe thing. that's a weird. That's a weird Southern thing. That's Southern hospitality run amok. <laughs> run amok and making money. Are you is what they about were like doing. Buxom maidens walking sure. around. Yeah, like, that kind of thing. And for a dollar, they'll they'll kiss you. Yeah, that sounds like a really lame type of prostitution. It probably yeah. I mean, really, like really lame prostitution. Like at least strippers will wag a titty in your face or something but like, well they kind of were because of what they were wearing oh okay you know those whole I, that just sounds that's that's that would make me uncomfortable well i mean excuse me fair maiden i am trying to enjoy the period garb and the turkey leg in your bosoms are in excuse me bosom thank you in your face thank you yeah I, as soon as I said bosom, in fact I, knew, I think i think madonna used that term incorrectly in league of their own I think she said, what if uh, at an opportune moment uh, I go to catch a ball or and do something? And my bosoms And my out. bosoms. She did use it incorrectly, but are you surprised that Madonna used a word incorrectly? Someone on the set should have uh, been all about that and jumped all over that bosom. I'm, I'm sure that they were too busy ogling Madonna and, don't and want to correct Gina her. Davis. 
And don't want to correct. And would never correct her. Who would ever? I'd correct Madonna. Yeah, like, I would say, excuse me, Madonna, it's bosom. Like, so I correct you. By the way, you said bosoms, and it should have been bosom. And she'd be like, who the hell are you? And I'm like, the person who bought one of your albums in the 90s, and I still regret it. <laughs> Not she nice. Went, she went great. And then she'd kick <laughs> off set and that kind of thing. You missed the Parade of Lights. I don't. Well, I wouldn't say I missed it. <laughs> oh, no, I did miss the Parade of Lights, and I saw, I saw that there were a lot of people there. Uh, I... But I, that day and into that night, I, I um, uh, broke my own personal record for how many hours I was awake. So that was nice. That, that was during your flying. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, the flight, the flight was only three hours and 45 minutes. It was did, just the... Did you sleep on the flight? Time change. No, I can't really sleep on planes. I feel like maybe I, I dozed off, but I could have just zoned out while listening <laughs> to Jordan. That's all I do. As soon as I take off out here, I just wanted to kick back and... <clears throat> while you're flying the yeah. plane. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be flying. Oh. I'll tell you what, though, man. On the way back, I had one of the funniest crews uh, on on any airline ever. I think I saw your comment on that. That's uh, so funny. Like, <laughs> Spirit Airlines is known as being, like, um, just really low rent, you know, whatever. But the thing is, is that their, they, their fleet is all brand new. They, they, that's one of their marketing gimmicks is and, that, and, not and, marketing gimmicks, but like a marketing tool is that they have the youngest fleet and I think, of any carrier. I think Delta started Spirit Airlines and then they spun them off or something. I think that they sounds were, about right. I think they were owned by Delta. Initially. They, Spirit only operates Airbus A320s and A321s and that's it. Okay. That's it. Uh, I paid extra and sat up in the front with the, you know, big fat kid seat and was able to prop my feet up and everything. That was really nice. But, you know, it's a discount carrier, so you have people who can barely afford to fly or they're just being as cheap as possible. Like me, I want to be as I want to I want to spend as little as possible getting to a place so I can spend more money at that place and have and have more freedom to do more things. So how much was a first class? Did you go first class both ways? It's not really first class. It's just a first class seat. Okay. So instead of sitting like crammed right next to somebody with a seat that is molded plastic, it's one of the leather high back, high heavy cushion chairs. Hell, even the seatbelt was cushioned. But you still have to like pay for shit and whatever. But it was a, it came out to about $110 on top of the two. Two oh five that I paid, so I figured you know I paid I paid just over three hundred dollars and round trip, round trip nonstop. <clears throat> I got a checked bag, okay. Um, but it was uh, I don't know. But the, anyway, the the crew was just cutting up and just cracking jokes about, um, you know the 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 if you unlike unlike your unhealthy relationship, we have four exit strategies for this plane. Like <laughs> just cool. funny, just just funny little one one liners. And then, like, we just want to welcome everyone back. Or you know, they said, uh, oh, uh, for, for those of you who said, I'll never buy Spirit or never fly Spirit Airlines ever again, welcome back. <laughs> Did people laugh? People cracked up. And then there were a couple grumbles from behind me, which I'm pretty sure were people that were just like, they can't afford to fly anything else. But they probably swore they would never fly. Maybe and they did come back. Right. Exactly. And I I just find that to be really funny shit. Uh, I think I flew Spirit a couple times into Florida from Atlanta a while back. And I don't know why, but I did. It's a it's a decent airline. Yeah. I had no no problems with it. And people say, well, they nickel and dime you to death. What the hell is the difference? What's the difference between nickel and dime you to death or paying double what I paid for Southwest? Right. And getting two checked bags 
and cattle call boarding. Yeah, it does. It does go. Uh, it is definitely cheaper, especially if you don't, for whatever reason, if you don't have to fly with any bags or anything at all, then you can get a really cheap ticket. Like I can, I can get by with a small um, checked bag if I go to Ohio in like the spring, summer, or fall. But I was going out there not knowing exactly what the temperatures were going to be like, and I had to be prepared, so I had to pack the big bag with some winter gear and more more than just one pair of shoes and a pair of flip-flops. I was going to say, though, back to the other topic. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we got to get going here pretty soon. I think our guest no, is we don't. Stop. Okay, Stop. fine. Fine. Jesus. Um, is that you missed the Parade of Lights? Big deal. But the have you been downtown at night yet? Have you seen the lights all no, lit up? I haven't. Okay. Some people were complaining about it. but um, What? Well, in that, in that, oh, apparently a lot more lights were donated than they put up, oh. and, and I don't know, but I don't know if that's one hundred percent accurate. But um, I've heard some things from some reliable people, but it looks pretty good. It's not bad at all. It was uh, so when you do see it, I think you'll be okay with it. Now the whole other end down by the veterans, whatever the heck that memorial end uh-huh. is, uh, is they didn't do anything down there, which I'm told they're not supposed to. Or they can't, or they shouldn't, or something, because it's a memorial area. Yeah, it's a memorial. You shouldn't be decorating. I don't really necessarily agree with that. I would say that you're in the minority, because a, there's a certain level of reverence. It's, it's memorializing fallen heroes, and you don't really string up fucking lights around that. I think, I think trees would be okay. You don't have to put a big... I, Rudolph I, the Red-Nosed I, Reindeer perched upon top of one of the spires Maybe or like something. a black Jesus nativity scene. <laughs> something. No, I just I think it's a, there's a certain level of reverence for the for those folks. And I understand. Uh, I know you understand. Like, I understand you grasp the concept, but you just, you're, you're a sociopath and you don't care. I am not a sociopath. You're a sociopath that likes Christmas I was lights. born and raised into a military family with people that we Your lost. Your dad was in the chair force. People that we lost that were friends of ours that were killed in the war. Fair enough. So and that was named after, actually. And did they did did they put Christmas lights up at their gravestone? I I don't know. I didn't go back to them. Oh. But anyway, anyway, the point <laughs> anyway. the point is it got except for, except for the fact that there's there's a bunch of reindeer or something on top of the train, and they kind of have they're kind of animated. You know, the lights kind of do, the, and it looks like they're just goose stepping. A bunch of brown shirt goose stepping reindeer. Oh my god! Are I can't believe you went there. <laughs> <laughs> when you go by there, you will go. Rudolph, you're they out are. of step. <laughs> they are. Max Schnell. They are goose stepping reindeer up there. <laughs> it, it, it. I would love to have like. <laughs> it would be funny to rig up speakers that were uh, uh, motion sensor, right? Mm-hmm. People walk walk by, and it would just light up the whole thing, and you would see Santa Claus and animated Santa Claus just whipping the reindeer and going, Max Schnell, <laughs> Max Schnell. Like it's just fucking or kind of a quieter so voice bad. from a different area saying, "Are you enjoying the reindeer? Uh-huh. Do you like the reindeer?" <laughs> Most Christmas celebrations are from Bavaria. Like I just fucking I. <laughs> Why do we always have to go there? I don't know. I the first thing I got anyway. thought when I thought, look, it's done really nicely and they look kind of cool up there. But then I thought, oh, they're kind of doing the, <laughs> they're kind of doing the old, whatever. That's what you do. I don't you go goose to that. Step. I don't goose step. I know. I'm not saying you don't. You know, you don't have the back or hip. I'm sure I it. couldn't do it anymore. You know? No, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hundred episodes. Yeah. What is your favorite moment? If you could pick one. Wow. It it might have been uh, offering you the banana for your. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
for what your I, uh, for your muscle for my my leg my, cramp. The leg leg cramp. I was getting yeah. a leg cramp, folks. For those of you that haven't gone a deep done done the deep da 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 done the deep dive. But but I will tell you other famous famous oh, famous. Good lord, other <laughs> favorite moments, which were and there are a bunch of funny stuff. Obviously, we can kind of rehash things, but um, the live music people when they're here. Yes. There's Always. no question in my. I was blown away when uh, Leonard was here, and the uh, and then uh, and then Cat uh, when she was here. Cat Kennedy, yeah, and that, that Chris was, Lay, yeah, and Chris, and just anybody, yeah. There, there, it, it. That's always a treat, and um, we should do a little more of that. There's, there's, we really should do a little bit more of that. I agree. I think, and we'll, we do, well, Cat Kennedy should be coming back here next month, January. Right? Yeah. yeah, I th- wait, yeah, January. I think, I think that's what uh, why I heard. Yeah, mid January. That'll, that'll be fun, and. Um, that's that's always a treat. It's always fun because these people, you know, people that we have come here aren't just uh, slouches. Typically, <laughs> typically they're not slouches. We are the slouch. <laughs> is we are the slouches. <laughs> <laughs> they are not. And so to have that kind of level of talent here, it's like wow, they're sitting right there, playing their guitar and singing into that microphone, and it's it's really really a fantastic thing. It, I love that. I, I I truly truly love it when we get some uh, musical guests on here. Actually, that reminds me. Mm-hmm. Now, my niece aside, I, I got to play with a niece on the trip. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Andrea Evelyn, which I have I started calling her Dre, uh, but I may just change it to Dravelin, <laughs> just because it sounds like one of those made up names, like sure, Shaniqua or a fucking or or like Caitlin, but with like nine Y's in it instead mm-hmm. of an I. Uh, you know, but anyway, Dravelin, she was fun. I love my brother and sister in law. They're they're such great hosts, and they're like they're really just killing it as parents. Like they're just they, they. It's a perfect mixture of lackadaisical attitude until it's time to be protective. So like they they have a video monitor to monitor the kid when she's sleeping, mm-hmm. uh, like she's napping or whatever. It's a video with audio. Which I'll tell you, yesterday was the first time it happened. I'm sitting there in their living room downstairs. I have a two-story house. Sitting there, and I've got the baby monitor over there, and I can hear the baby starting to fuss. But I can also hear it upstairs, mm-hmm. like coming from downstairs. And there's an there's a delay and an echo, and it just reminded me of like a Pink Floyd album, like the mo- like just gotcha, the echo, yeah. the left and right, the stereo. They're, uh, yeah, they're trying to really right. show show their stereophonic, absolutely <laughs> quadraphonic, the quadraphonic stereophonic quadraphonic. <laughs> <laughs> Hydromatic. No, I think. When, I think when she starts crying or fussing, you should sneak up there and put your face right in front of the camera when they're watching it. You're like booga booga booga. <laughs> uh, the cool thing was is that I'm I'm still kind of a baby whisperer because I can get that kid to be quiet. It's yeah. pretty cool. No one's as good as the mom, but uh, but you know that's just kind of how that works. But yes. no, the really the big highlight of the trip was someplace I'd I'd, I'd always wanted to go. Since oh. I even found out it existed, was Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Should we talk about that a little bit when Leonard's I, here? I definitely want to bring that up. Um, thanks. You you get to honk. You get yeah, to honk I'm this not, episode. I'm not going to honk the name out. No. No. You know what? <laughs> this is going to be presented completely unedited, including with you That's saying that. because you're lazy. You don't want to honk it out. You said all that N-word stuff. It was terrible. I did, I did. I'm kidding. Never said the N-word. one N-word except for nutritious. Nutritious. Athletic greens. Um, Paul's drinking athletic greens. What do they taste like? I thought you tried this. I don't think so. 
All right, well, I'll, I'll save a little bit there. Sa- yeah, save a little bit of the backwash, and uh, <laughs> I, don't, I won't be able to tell the difference Look, between it's, Athletic it's, Greens and your backwash. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of their tagline. Mm. It doesn't quite taste like backwash. Almost as good as backwash. <laughs> it's not. It's not like it's flavorful. Like, oh, let me mix up some more of that, and I can't do, live without it. But it's 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 passable. It's it's yeah. not bad. There's enough. Do you notice a difference in how you feel after you drink it, or you? Just... I did after I drank it like a week every day. Yeah, and then I backed off because i forgot about it why yeah that's what i do oh okay you know and then uh and this now i'm back on it again but all yes right. i did i actually did you, you, people think oh it, you take one swig and then all of a sudden you're you know popeye or something it doesn't happen that way it takes at least a handful and i don't know probably someone could tell you this some nutritionist someone could say certain number of days before you start dr Rhonda patrick she probably could give you a number she could literally tell me lots of things yeah so beautiful and so smart uh what was your favorite before we uh cut off and uh my favorite my favorite my favorite moment is there one you asked me totally fair i i i shit there's so many there there's uh uh, the moment when I realized that uh, I, I'm I'm not the smartest person in the room when we had um, uh, Janie Stapleton on. Oh yeah, and uh, you guys started talking about Ayn Rand and whatnot, and I just made I was like, well, I guess I'm not as well read as I thought. I just sat here for ten minutes, felt feeling like an idiot. That has nothing to do with smarts. Uh, well, I mean, I whatever. I guess it's something that I should have read and I never did. Uh. There was the um, one of the more powerful moments was when we recorded our intro for the Katrina episode. That was uh, oh, that was yeah. tough. That was really tough. Speaking That's, of that, I yeah, I, I went through a bunch of I was we're updating our website, not here, but my business and uh, went through a whole pile of photographs and ran across some of hers you know, when she was here. And then when we had our, our movie thing down there, yeah, ran across those photographs, which I hadn't seen since. It's tough. And I went, it, fuck. It, exactly. That's exactly what I did. Or like when the memories thing started coming up and peop- I kept yeah. popping up uh, uh, from the um, uh, Laughlin International Film Festival. Like mm-hmm. you said, all those pictures. Yeah. It's just tough. And then I, I had uh, – I, I have to do a quick shout-out to Olin Tangi. Brewing, excuse me, Olentangy River Brewing Company, which is in Lewis Center, Ohio, which is near Worthington, North North Columbus, because uh, we have three new listeners there. Oh, yeah, and uh, they knew who they are, and they're really cool people. And uh, I went there; I was there four times. <laughs> I went there four times. Well, it's like it's Were they not employees even a, or just people that pay. They're, they're, they're the uh, they're employees. Okay, I just got to talking with them and got to bullshitting with them, and they the that that brewery has just opened up. I think it's been. Th- uh, yesterday was three weeks. They had been open three weeks. Some good stuff. Fantastic beers. Good. Uh, and so I just got to just because it w- I, I got bored during the day. I, I didn't. Uh, some days I didn't have anything to do. My brother and sister in law really couldn't take much time off because they took so much time off back in August when they had the baby. Did they have beer cheese soup? So they did not. No, they didn't have any food. But I'll tell you what they did have was a cool concept. They opened at seven a.m. They start serving beer and coffee at seven a.m. Holy at, cow! Well, there are a handful of factories. Not, maybe not factories, but there's a handful of air uh, of. Um, I don't know what that some there's some sort of commerce that goes on in that area. They're not exactly manufacturing jobs, but I think maybe warehouse and things like that okay. that are graveyard shifting off at seven a.m. 
But there's also a bunch of people that will pass by this. It's on a main kind of state route, uh, and they they will pass by and get coffee. So they actually have good coffee, really good coffee. Do they it's roast it? Ro- it's not. No, they don't roast it there. They they roast it uh, across town. Mm-hmm. But it's a Roosevelt Roasters and Roosevelt Com- Roosevelt Coffee Company, and they actually sent a guy over who worked at Roosevelt for years to teach everybody how to properly pull. Like ma- they do manual pull. Uh, oh, espresso nice. and they make lattes and macchiatos all the classic so you get all stuff. hopped up and buzz and you can just you get, can, all, you can get wrecked there get, you can get wrecked in so many different directions there it's amazing <laughs> if they put a brothel on the back that would just like cover most of the vices <laughs> maybe a needle exchange in the very very back oh it sounds like it, a place but it no it was a really cool place it was very you would like it because of the way the woodworking was done on the inside mm-hmm. i know that you appreciate that eli appreciates it too because my brother he's a he's a he's a wood guy uh wood but, is warm Wood is warm. So, uh, anyway, uh, I brought them up for a reason. I don't remember. Oh, but, just say hi to them. There's yeah, th- yeah, three new listeners. Just because they, yeah, new new listeners. Uh, but, anyway, oh, the, what, I, what reminded me of them was, so one of them got on the website, and he was looking around, and he was like, shit, I can, I can buy a T-shirt? I'm like, yeah, you can absolutely buy a T-shirt. So, Uh-oh. And then he was looking, ah, I'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> I looked. He hasn't ordered anything yet. Okay. Uh, and I gave him a handful of stickers and, and, and stuff, and uh, – the one of the the girls that works there was looking. She goes, "Uh, whose ass is that?" And I was like, "Oh, that's actually my friend Katrina's." She thought it was funny that we sell cartoon casual branded underwear, and then I had to tell tell her who Katrina was, and they thought, you know, I was kind of bummed out. But I was like, "Ah, you know, she's I I'm I'm sad that she's gone, but I'm really glad that I got to know her as a person." So yeah. that was that that was like one of those bittersweet things. But um, yeah. All right, well, typical question, of course, a girl would ask, whose ass is that? You don't, you, uh, you don't even she, know her. She's accusatory. She's like, uh, <laughs> whose ass is that? As she's looking like at an eye, like over the guy's shoulder and I, on an iPad. Whose ass is that? I'm like, that's uh, that's Katrina. Uh, she helped us do the website, or she did do the website, and right. uh, took the pictures and whatnot. And she, <laughs> she goes, wait, she's not a model? And I'm like, oh, she was a model. Mm-hmm. But she also was a brainiac and did all this stuff too. And she goes, "I think that's kind of okay." Then I'm like, "What would it not be okay?" She goes, "I mean, it's an ass. It's a. It's clearly a woman's if ass. You're just using it for her ass." Yeah, I'm like, "I'm not. We're not. We weren't using her for her ass. We used her for her brain too." And she's the one that came back with the picture. We didn't ask her to do that. That's exactly right. She goes, that's, "Oh, I took some pictures. And I my took mom some, did. My mom took these pictures. Yeah, I took some pictures." <laughs> and we're all just like, "Oh, that's, that's suggestive. That's a nice one." All right. <laughs> if we can use these pictures, yeah, go ahead. I, I was uncomfortable about it for a bit. I'm still a little slightly uncomfortable, <laughs> but anyway. Exactly. Cool. All right. Shall All right. We, uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, let's. We're gonna take a break, and we will be back with a special guest that Paul let loose. Yeah. Let out of the bag. Fine. Right, we'll be back. Smooth. Cartoon Casual, there's our guest. And this is Leonard Interior, the great and powerful and wonderful Leonard Interior. Oh, man, you guys are too nice. <laughs> we are too nice. This guy's a dick. <laughs> Let me, I'm going to pump the brakes on the niceness here for a second. <laughs> what a jerk. I only, wa- only brought one guitar in. Can't believe it. 
I asked him, how, how, many how, how many guitars do you have? And he just kind of looks up at the ceiling, the ceiling and starts thinking. And I was like, that, that means you have a lot. And there was cool. lightning that was kind of, kind of electricity was kind of going. <laughs> and he didn't really know. He didn't really answer the question. The hair went think. straight for half a second. <laughs> and then told us about an old guitar that he just had fixed up. Right. Not, didn't answer the question. Didn't answer the question. So how many guitars do you think <laughs> do you, you have? Really if know. you had to take a guess. Uh, maybe over 10. I think I would. That's not too bad. Maybe 12. Depending yeah. on what's on my my closet, I sometimes I lost count. Like, you know, you when when you just like uh, you know collect stuff or friends like, hey, try this guitar or have it have it for a weekend, play it, and I end up buying it. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> Do you ever get rid of anything? Um, I usually trade a guitar and mm-hmm. like uh, I gave a tailor away in exchange for an old L5 Gibson that I have, which is like, um, it's a guitar like Carlos Santana used to used to have when he, when he first starting, mm-hmm. before he played those SGs. SGs now, yeah, yeah. SGs, yeah. and now he plays PRS. But this is an old Gibson L5 with like, I think they're Bill Lawrence pickups or something, or some, it's old. But I picked it up from Alaska, so I gave the tailor, I went to Anchorage for like, it's like a forty-eight hour trip. I never slept. We just drank and traded the guitars and never slept. That sounds like a a lot of fun. Like a great kinda. But but then the cool thing about that whole trip in Anchorage, I saw Jane's addiction in a parking lot. Oh, holy shit! Did you beat them up or would you watch them? <laughs> no, like, I watched you, them. I watched them. You just like in my mind, they were just like walking through the parking lot. They're like. Who's that guy fucking staring at us as we're walking to our tour bus? <laughs> no, they performed. They performed in the parking lot. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. And it, it was really cool. Uh, the one thing that really. I think you pull this a little, little bit closer up to your. Yeah. Well, um, no, just kind of bring it up maybe. Yeah, I, maybe. I know it was down your. What gu- we need? No. Down no. your guitar position. Help him out, Paul. Oh, come on. on. No, I got it. Really? Right there? Well, no, I'm going I'm to get we're, behind you. We're having technical difficulties <laughs> on Carson <laughs> Casual here. Watch out, watch out. Oh. Yeah, we're going to get it right in, right in there. All right, there you go. Is that okay? Yes, that's fine. All right, good. See, Perfect. you guys thought he was soft-spoken. It's... <laughs> I didn't mean, kick, your, kick your case. So how long ago was this? Ooh. Uh, I mean, were they were they big then, or was this? No, this this, got... this this is after. Uh, there there were some. They were in this north, uh, you know, Pacific Northwest tour, and the, the the last stop was Anchorage, and my 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 friend Liz. Uh, she lives there. She she's a guitar player too. So that's what we traded the the guitar. And she told me, "Hey, by the way, I have tickets for Jane's Addiction. You want to go?" It's like, yeah, absolutely, fucking yeah. Then when we got there, fucking rained. <laughs> crazy how it rained yeah. in coastal but, Alaska. But the the crazy <laughs> thing about it, everybody was still there watching the concert. That's great. <laughs> Hell like, yeah. How, it's how James big of addiction. A... Well, those people, I've, I've had several friends of mine who've lived yeah. in and a couple that I've known that have grown up in Alaska. And Alaska and Hawaii are like the two most underserved uh, musically, like for mm-hmm. live music areas. That's why a lot of the music that will come out of those places is so good because they're isolated. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we don't have our own make concert. Own We're going to make our own. Exactly. Right. This parking lot was it like a huge? I mean, I'm just kind of trying to envision. Well, it's, it's kind of picture here. It's it's kind of like uh, let me let me. It's not a big venue, so it's almost like the size of 
like almost like a family dollar parking lot. Wow, that yeah. would have been fantastic. So, so everybody's just jammed in there, and there's like standing, beer, standing, yeah, standing, okay. standing. No, not really standing room, but standing lot, standing only. lot only. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, uh, you, you you have your beer gardens, you know, and it's hilarious because like we would get beer while it's raining, while we drink it. Hey, our beer's getting filled with rainwater. <laughs> 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 the ABV was dropping as you were standing there, but you're getting hydrated, so it's fine. Yeah, it, yeah, and it, it's it's just the weirdest uh, for me because I've never seen James Addiction. That was the first time I've seen him, and uh, man, Dave Navarro looks like a zombie. Man, he doesn't He's look pasty. right. I, yeah, he, he, there's something about even because uh, I've seen. Jane's Addiction twice, but I also happen to see... I, I've only ever seen the Chili Peppers once, mm -hmm. and it was when Dave Navarro was in the mm -hmm. band, when when uh, John Frusciante was, yeah, was, all, was all heroined out, losing his teeth. And uh, I... He, even Because I had... Uh, I was 15, 16 mm -hmm. or something when I... on that It was a one-hot minute was that tour. Mm -hmm. And even then, I was like, God damn, he doesn't look right. Well, and that was in the 90s when he would have been in his like late 20s, early he's 30s. He's like a hybrid from another world or something? Yeah. Why... He's pasty white. He has dark hair that I'm sure he dyes even darker. Mm -hmm. And then he wears eyeliner. Yeah. And it just, he doesn't, you're right. He just, he kind of looks like a zombie. He doesn't look right. He's a decent guitar, so was he good that, then? Yeah, he, he, he was, the, the show was awesome. I mean, and I, I, I really like the, the last part where they had like this really nice looking girls hanging with their, I don't know, like they have piercings on their back. Yep. Yep. I was like, wow. Perry Farrell's known for doing some really weird shit. He was the first time, first time I saw Jane's Addiction was like late 90s. I think it was in high, I was in high school and I was out here and I saw them in Las Vegas and they did, they had the Jim Rose freak show, like circus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all sorts of people like, but performing freak show shit like, while they're, perf while mm -hmm. Jane's Addiction's playing. Mm -hmm. Like people, piercing in your back and pe shit. And putting hooks to their back and then suspending yeah. them from, like, from cables. Uh, uh, pounding uh, uh, nails into their uh, nose. Uh, I mean, bearded lady on a unicycle, like, humping a bear. Like, all, I mean, all <laughs> sorts of just weird... I might have made that last. Hey, what's up, wrong with that? But like, there's nothing wrong. No, I didn't say there was anything <laughs> like a, wrong with that. It's it like in the show. Bad just, dream sequence or something. Yeah, like. it distracted me from Perry Farrell's mesh T-shirt that he was wearing and leather pants. <laughs> it was kind of nice to have the distraction. But was, yeah, those guys are fucking. They're rock stars. They're so, and they've. I feel like that. It's like the first time, the first gig that they ever had. They're like, all right, well, we're gonna be rock stars. They could have sucked, but. They're gonna put on a show and pretend that they're the best, and I feel like those guys just started pretending that they were the best, and then and became the, the best, the end and then just the they just became good. <laughs> they started off pretending and faking it. They're like Kiss, they just faked it, <laughs> and they got until to the they figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have a. This all started from guitars and how you swap guitar and your trip up there in Alaska and all that. I got a technical question about that. So Alaska's got high humidity, and down here we've got no humidity. Do we go over this when you were here last time? How does this, how how does this affect the guitar? As far as it, it, oh uh, well, you, can, can your guitar get ruined? Can it crack oh, and yeah, get absolutely. ruined? Okay, that happened to me when I had my yeah. grandpa sh bring but my guitars the, out from Ohio when the, I first the desert here. does something really interesting to guitars, like it it somehow petrifies it to you know it'll just be set forever. So when you take it somewhere, if, if it's a high humidity, yeah, you may. You may want to not bring that guitar there. 
Okay. <laughs> but but the, the great good thing about that tailor, it has like a somewhat of bolt-on neck that is very playable, you know, and uh, most high-end guitars really are, are uh, they're kind of immune to that. Okay. You know, unless if it's a vintage guitar, then yeah, Robert Garland, who does all my guitars, you know, get a humidifier. So yeah, so yeah. the wood, the wood in this one, you know, this is a hollow, whatever acoustic, mm-hmm. and it it doesn't internally. This wood doesn't soak in moisture or or well, evaporate out of it. Or oh, I, I, well, see, the, this guitar in particular, um, the a lot of the the modern guitars don't have a truss rod, so that there there's a metal, you know, like a back a spine yeah. back in there. Yeah, yeah, so it really is, you know, pretty stable. Okay. Unless unless you're like, you're if you're total asshole you don't care for your equipment you know put it out in your car or something or you know especially with our you know high high hot weather here in the right yeah it'll, it'll I, I thought you were you're a high theft rate i thought yeah. you were gonna say that, that, that <laughs> that'll that, definitely that's... destroy your guitar <laughs> it, that it will too make, high theft rate too yeah if we have a high theft rate we'll render your guitar unplayable by <laughs> by you somebody else might be able to play it i can't play my guitar anymore what happened it's not here uh anymore. high theft rate <laughs> It's what I think it. it might be in Leonard's closet. I think he <laughs> fucking jacked it out of my truck. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and it happens a lot too, and especially you know most of your um, a lot of your vintage guitars like kind of come through this town. You know, it's like really interesting. There's oh, there's so you many know. neat shit, so much neat shit out there. Yeah, you know, if you go to the pawn shops, you know, you you like like uh, Nathaniel's a Hagstrom. You know, he he had it. Uh, I, I acquired it uh, last year, and I had Robert Garland fix it. And man, like, what an amazing guitar for how old it is! I think it's like sixty-seven, sixty-eight. I think uh, Hagstrom. And it's still yeah, still very playable. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, I was like impressed by it. Even Robert, like, wow, this pretty clean, and the pickups are still uh, very, you know. Uh, it sounds it sounds very good. It sounds really good for so a if, if you have like a uh, a Stradivarius violin, I'm sure those are kept in like humidors or something. Absolutely, like, yeah. I don't know a single one that's in a museum. Almost all the Stradivarius yeah. anything are they're they're played. Yeah. They play them. Yeah, but they're stored I, probably in, a, in an environment that's. I don't know. The last one I heard the cello. Remember the cello? The, the there's like three. Yeah, it's like yeah. Everybody has a fucking Stradivarius violin, but there's like three cellos mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. There's still only three because Stradivarius only made like 15 cellos. Because he went fucking. The these cello, are too big. He's a pain in the ass. The dude forgot it in a cab. He <laughs> well, forgot, yeah, it's like seven or eight years ago. Some dude forgot it in a cab. I, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, he left the cello behind. Yeah, left it. Just left it behind. Something else was on his mind. Obviously, he was a little. He was trying thinking about all the ass he's going to get because he plays a <laughs> he plays a Stradivarius one of three cello. only. <laughs> Like his only, the only thing is, is probably in penthouse forum he wrote an article a piece in there a while back it's hard to get ahead while you're playing the cello but that guy figures out how to do it is that the title of the article <laughs> it's definitely a vanity fair article I believe is what that was <laughs> oh. <laughs> honk how did they make a honk oh that was her it's... Oh, God. so speaking of vintage shit um, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last mm. week Oh. I finally got to go. Well, I wanted to go there. Man. Oh my god, it was so amazing. You would love it. There's so much cool shit there. This guy didn't even text me back. I sent him a picture of Getty Lee's bass that they have there, one of his basses. But the the amount of guitars that they have there in their collection is kind of ridiculous. 
it's it's, it, it's probably like all um uh is it is it like clapton like the donated his uh I, strat i, I only saw two clapton guitars yeah. there one was the one that he played um on unplugged mm-hmm. uh that that one and then uh one of one of his strats um but Blackie or there's something. yeah yeah the, the the one he played with um what do you call what's that band he was on uh Derek and the, Derek Domino, and the dominoes Derek yeah and the dominoes yeah yeah the uh Dude. but the, what was even more impressive was like when you it's it's six stories uh but the biggest like the 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 the, the bottom floor is like the biggest is the most where the most exhibits are and it kind of it's kind of self-guided you know it's and it winds through like the beginning of mm-hmm. rock and roll and there's two or three Django Reinhardt guitars that are mm-hmm. there and a Huddy Ledbetter and um uh uh uh, Robert Johnson, mm-hmm. all sorts of cool shit. Some of it is busted up, some of it's old. But for, like, if you read on the display pl- placards, there it says "Last Service, mm-hmm. 2017." People pull them out, play them, and make sure that they need to be, you know, whatever yeah. needs to be fixed, and then put them back on display, which I thought was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. But my one of the coolest that I thought just kind of blew my mind is uh, that's Richie Valens' first guitar, the one that he pulled out of the trash. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's. And I was kind of bummed that Richie Valens definitely, he, so I got into an argument a while back. (laughs) No way. Somebody said something about uh, Elvis being the king of rock and roll, and I was like, all right, who wants to get into a fucking argument? Let's talk about how Chuck Berry actually invented rock and roll. And and they're they're like, get the, I was like, get the fuck out of here with your Elvis Presley king of rock and roll bullshit. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Didn't write a single goddamn song he ever sang. Stole tons of black music and didn't play the guitar very well. So what among um, out of all those things makes him the king of fucking rock and roll? And I don't think the person could handle my intensity. I may have had a lot of caffeine that day. <laughs> and so, well, who would it be? And then Mike Hinman chimes in. Well, it's BB King, and I was like, BB King, new coming motherfucker. BB King, are you kidding me? Rock and roll existed before BB King. Was, fuck, fuck out of here with this. Joe used to have more friends. I do. I used, I used to have. <laughs> But then I started weeding out my friends because they thought Elvis Presley was the king of fucking rock and roll. And then I understand. It was a goddamn Chuck Berry. But Mike said BB King just to piss me off. And I was like, it's fucking Chuck Berry. It's always Chuck Berry. But anyway, but I feel like those early, anyway, that, that whole exhibit, that, that, that first exhibit was all precursors mm-hmm. to rock and roll music. And they even had like old wax cylinders that, that, that they had that were pre 1900 mm-hmm. recordings of that it wasn't sla- it was slave songs mm-hmm. obviously not out in the fields because they weren't slaves they, they didn't have slavery anymore but you still had guys who were performing that and kind of reforming mm-hmm. slave spirituals and turning it into you know the early early uh, rhythm and blues and it's just so cool to listen to that that, that era is so fantastic that's what turned everything really mm-hmm. was right then taking this spanish instrument i guess let's say is that what it was? The guitar with you? Is that? Is guitar yeah, it Spanish? is. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's originally Spanish. Spanish. It's yeah. original, originally and then Spanish. that, which is the forerunning of you know blues, rock, mm-hmm. all that stuff, is right. And everything just kind of came from that. So cool. So many, so many neat things at that place uh, that you would just kind of lose your shit. I I know I did, and I know you are. You know, being the guitarist that you are, the the the, the you know the best guitar sitting at this table. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be humble. Don't make for him that. blush. Yeah. Just say yes, yes. I agree. I am the best guitarist at the um, table. I, I mean, 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I say that in protest because <laughs> I, I think I, I would consider myself uh, a student of the art, you know, of, of, of course. the art of guitar playing. And, you know, like what we discussed earlier, you know, Paul may be uh, one of the white? best no, five, <laughs> five, five, five folks here in North America that can fix planes right. as, as good as you. But you, you always have a beginner's mind, though. Like, like you yeah. said, I, I still believe I'm a student of this. I yeah. Friday, something went a little bit wrong for us out yeah. here. And it was totally took me by surprise. I'm going, I have never seen this before. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it was. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a beginner's mind, you're not going to You're not going to progress. Keep at the leading know? edge. Yeah, because yeah. you're, you're always <clears throat> you're always stuck, you know, with, oh, yeah, I, we have adva- you have advanced knowledge of what you do. I have advanced knowledge of what I, I do as a musician. But there's always that, you know, piece of music or piece of, uh, uh, you know, equipment that like man that that's amazing mm-hmm. and sometimes that piece of music or piece of equipment is like older than you and then how did they made this work right yeah. how yeah. the hell did they figure that out yeah and that that one glider fuselage in the middle here was yeah. built in the 60s it was yeah. one of the first mm-hmm. composite aircraft ever built this mm-hmm. one that we're restoring out here and so just about as old as I am, I guess, and older than you and yeah. you for sure. But definitely you, much older than me. But did you Way discover much older than you. Did you discover about, you know, how it's designed and how it's like... You know, yeah, there, there are certain features in it that they don't use anymore, but it's like, oh, that's really interesting. And But it's still, it adds to your knowledge. Mm-hmm. When you see something or see how it functions, you may never use that piece of knowledge, but it's there. It's not going to yeah. go away, you know. Yeah, you it, could remember back and go, they did that on this. I bet I could do that with these materials now. Yeah. And do it a little bit better with the same design. Yeah, it's like a sh- like um, shift linkage, mm-hmm. uh, fixing not fixing but improving shift linkage on. This is something that's so out there. But Ed and I talked about Ed Man and I talked about this a while back about how uh, you can't. By the way, it. Ed Man, get better. Holy cow! Yeah, we had him on our last do, show. Do you know Ed? Uh, he's a bicycle guy. Yeah, big mustache. Yeah. yeah, good good dude. Right, had him on our last episode, most recent episode, and. Uh, went out about like two days later. Two days later, and fucked himself up, like just wrecked on the trails and yeah. his bi- a bicycle. Oh, he man. like not just popping ibuprofen and drinking beers and relaxing, like physical therapy. Ow. Fucked went to the ER, up. kind of yeah. himself up, man. Yeah, and was, he, was, like, he, was he testing a, bi- a bicycle? I, I I think he was testing himself. <laughs> yeah. I haven't got the full story yet. I was on vacation last week. I was kind of like persona non grata for the past week. But he, he's competitive and he pushes himself and he says he has a pretty good wreck about once every month or something. But this was beyond a pretty good wreck, apparently. Yeah, Bummer. Yeah. yeah, so shout out to Ed. Get better, buddy. Yeah. So we're ta- you were talking yeah. to Ed Mann about shift linkage yeah, or something. Yeah, we're talking about how it's really hard to improve on the Germans with shift linkage, but somebody figured out a way to do it. Mm-hmm. But it took them 50 years after this specific kind of mm-hmm. shift linkage was, and they're like, oh, you know what? We could do this a little bit better now that this material exists. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that. So like, like you said, you look at that 60s built collider, and you're like, that's eh, not how we would do it now, but you still built that knowledge base. A, a, a lot of the aerodynamic knowledge hasn't really changed that much, but because of computers and able to crunch numbers faster, and then on top of that, in the material science with carbon fiber, right. which is not that new anymore, but it's still, it's going to be more and more prolific, and it's allowing yeah. other things to happen. You know, so uh, anyway. that uh, Again, one of the reasons why I think you should, anybody I know that plays an instrument or loves music needs to make the pilgrimage to Cleveland oh, man. and, like, and go to that, that place. Yeah. It was, it's, it was so neat. Very and well noted there. I'll I'll uh, make make a make an attempt. 
It's also ra- yeah. relatively cheap for what they have. There's like I think it was twenty two bucks to get in. Yeah, I was there about bucks? fifteen twenty years ago. I, I wonder if they've expanded it, like if they've added on to the square footage or if it's. Just I don't the same. think it's gotten any bigger, but they change out exhibits. Yeah, uh, like uh, Chris, I was when I was there, I was texting Chris Lay, and he said, "Do they still have the Pink Floyd exhibit?" And they got rid of the Pink Floyd exhibit for rah, rah, King of Rock and Roll, Dick Face. It fucking, <laughs> they have, they have, they have like Elvis <laughs> Presley's fake pussy or something like that. Like, oh, I, my I was, God. No, they have this big-ass exhibit that's like, oh, look, it's Elvis Probably a big Presley. jacket, big collared coat yes. or something. Yeah, it's kind of so thing. stupid. I'm like, I don't, I don't, so, oh, damn it. And they have all this Elvis Presley music playing in the background, but let's take a deep, I got to take a deep breath and I move past that. I bet you're okay that, if like, they displayed the toilet that he died on. Uh. I would be very okay with that. <laughs> or like a death certificate or something like that. I'm like, Okay, prove he's really dead. I need to meet the doctor. He's really dead. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what, a lot of the things that were really neat was that they. I mean, the 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 Cleveland doesn't have a lot going, or in many many people's mind, they kind of look like Cleveland. It's like kind of a joke of a city. There's a lot of cool shit in Cleveland. Cleveland and a lot of cool shit came from Cleveland, including Alan Freed, the DJ, a disc jockey that uh, in the '50s that coined the term rock and roll, which is why the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is there. Is it, and they have a very rich history of music there. And I didn't. They they have. Uh, regional, they had like re, like a regional rock and roll bands mm-hmm. and, and, and or, or groups and people, individual artists as well, that are from the Midwest, uh, and and in this one section. And then they had just specifically Cleveland, but then they did like London in the '60s and '70s, and mm-hmm. they showed San Francisco in the '60s and '70s, and right. Detroit and Chicago and so on and so forth. And they had a whole wall for hip hop and all sorts of stuff, which was all of it was super cool. So many neat things. And then I remembered something. I was looking at the pamphlet, and it was like, you get up to the sixth floor. The sixth floor is mostly, it's just a handful of guitars and like a little uh, blurb about um, the guitar sound of the 60s or this person's guitar sound, and it shows different settings and and boards that they use. They have have a a effects board uh, or pedal board from uh, um, Jimi Hendrix. They wanted a Jimi Hendrix Stratocaster, that cream with white pit guard. Yep. Oh my God! They're just hanging on the wall. I could just take it. <laughs> like, how do you fucking do that? How do you do that? Uh, but anyway, so like a technical person, like I, it's beyond me because I don't know any of that shit. But a technical person like yourself would just dig that. Of all these different, it shows different settings, and then you can throw on headphones and you listen to uh, the difference between uh, analog digital and digital spoofing analog to make it sound like mm-hmm. a tube amp or something like that, which right. I thought was really interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it, um, it's, yeah. It's a, yeah the, the guitar technology, it's kind of has not changed, really. Mm-hmm. So, some, so some were like, oh, yeah, we'll build amps that are, you know, way more efficient, smaller, lighter, you know, but then if you want to uh, have that painful nostalgic sound, buy an old heavy tube amp right like hand wired so it's not <laughs> like this is a whole yeah. sad term it's like it's not you know not machine they don't they, done, they don't, yeah. they don't uh, use circuit boards everything is like you know hand wired to work yeah I'm soldering it to this so you have i assume different amps as well like you have right. guitars yes do you have your favorite stuff tube uh yeah absolutely uh i do love the tube sound but for for what i do daily like uh my elevator music. I always dub my elevator the best music. best elevator music <laughs> in the side of the river. I always it's it's kind of like I'm just kind of more background. Yeah, music. background music. But yeah. then you, you you know you 
I think to me, it doesn't really matter what equipment you use. It's how you use it, really. And for me, that I, was, I said painful nostalgic sound is like, yeah, get a, get an old tube amp. And it's probably cost you an arm and, arm and a leg. You know, I have a Mesa Boogie uh, amp. It's made, it's handmade. Mm-hmm. It's expensive as hell, but how? What, what vintage would that be? What year? Well, it's it's an older, like a late '90s model. Mm-hmm. See now, you can you can go back now, like yeah, it's late '90s. It's, late '90s is now vintage. It's now yeah. vintage. I'm like that's Fuck. not that old. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then myself. like the these guitars that come out of Japan, like total replicas of like old '60s Fender guitars. They play better than your regular guitars now, and they're like late '80s. I'd, at some point, uh, Fender had their plant in Japan, right? And they cranked out all these amazing guitars. Squire. Did they have three plants? They had Squire was done. They had Squire yeah. Strats that came yeah. out of Mexico, right? And then they had Mexican Strats for a while, right? Yeah. And then you had the Japanese plant that was yeah. turning out really high quality, high yeah. precision. But so, I remember somebody telling me that it, the sound wasn't spot on. Yeah. But that was because it didn't have. It was made by little tiny Japanese hands. Like it, <laughs> oh like it was almost too good. Like it was just too yeah. too precise. Didn't have enough character. It, it didn't it have was... enough slop to it or enough character. Yeah, you I know. just I remember um, I remember who the hell told me that was somebody. Uh, Jesus, that was some that was some old fart that was uh, hanging around the House of Sound downtown mm. when Brandon still had the like oh, the, the shop. No, it wasn't Q, but Q was agreeing with him. Yeah, Q was there and, uh, and was uh, yeah. Old, see, old see the, the the thing with the Leo Fender's genius, like he he never threw anything away. You know, like the pickups that were made, it's like very coveted now. Mm-hmm. Like who knew, who knew that Leo Fender, kind of like oh yeah, he basically invented. Uh, that style of guitar, you know, and who, it, was he the? I, I saw a show on this a couple of years ago, whatever. I'm on the electric guitar and how it came. Was he the first guy to? Who, who was the first person to? Was it Gibson or is it? That would be Les Paul. Les, Paul, Les yes. Paul, is it? That's what I was going to bring yeah. up next. Is that yeah, the, Les Paul Gibson? You could. It would be worth it for you to fly to Cleveland, take an Uber from the airport to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, pay twenty plus dollars to get in there, walk up six flights of steps just to go to the uh Les Paul exhibit mm. because it shows I'm telling you man there's a there's a guitar there guitar I use that term very loosely because it's a part of it's a piece of railroad uh rail it's like the pro- rail mm-hmm. it's like this fucking big and it has a pickup on there and it's like four strings when you say this it. big I mean the fucker weighs about 200 pounds or yes, something probably absolutely okay yes so it's like experimenting yeah. on the the just experimenting on uh, tonality and uh, 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 reverberation mm-hmm. of different materials and it just goes through mm-hmm. just st- step by step how he kind of figured out how to do the mm-hmm. uh, it's electrom it's electromagnetism right yeah is how how, well, it, yeah, how the, the pickups the, work the, the, the pickups yeah yeah and, and it it'll kind of most of the like your microphone the, all, all the old pickups are microphonic you can like grab could, a guitar and sing on them right and they'll come right through they'll yeah. come right yeah, through yeah. your amp okay. you know and it's the, the crazy part about that is that some of those guitars are very coveted too you know like yeah it's like oh this good the pickups are microphonic you know and um they, they buy it like collectors you know they, so do do you think that those people that are those collectors that are buying that are they playing them because I feel like that'd be a real travesty I don't, if they didn't. I don't think they do. It's uh, too bad. Yeah, and and the, the 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 biggest collectors though are players like Joe Bonamassa. Like always shows off 
oh, guess what I got from Norman's rare guitars, like, you know, 51 Esquire or 52, like. That was yeah. like asshole <laughs> on the plane when Buddy Holly went down, and it was or so, like it was yeah like yeah. You know, I mean like you it know, has like, cum stains from Richie Valens. It's like oh thanks Joe Bonamassa, thank you. We all know you have yeah. way more fucking money than I we know. Do. And and to me, I, I mean it's 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 kind of cool what he's doing. He's like trying to save all that stuff, but you know save all these you know save the guitars. He is a prick about it though. I've yeah. read articles and interviews with him, and he is he's like oh yeah check out what I got. So it's not, more the, money than sense. it's not the same thing that, um, oh, God, the drummer for Pink Floyd, he races Ferrari or has Ferrari collections and stuff. Um, you're looking at me like I should know. The, what do you mean? You mean like the, the that he buys them? Yeah, no, but he, and then he doesn't, actually, they're no, not no, garage queens. They, right, he actually, goes he actually out uses them. them. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Bonamassa plays a lot of that stuff. Oh, yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. Some okay. stuff goes into a vault, I'm sure, just because it's mm. like. It would only get pulled out like when he's drunk at New Year's or something like that and pull out like like hey. Huddy Ledbetter's prison guitar or some shit like that. So Les Paul worked for, did he work for Gibson no, eventually no, he, or not? No, no, he did not. He just, uh, uh, he had the patent for the Les Paul guitar. That's why right. the guitar, Les Paul. Is Did he? So I, I, these are really dumb questions, I suppose, because I showed my ignorance before about not remembering it was him who did this. But he, So he was on his own. Mm-hmm. He he never worked for a company, no. or did he just kind of was a guitar player, obviously. Yeah, yeah and, and was an inventor or yeah, something. He, he invented the, the the. His father had something to do with elect, electrical work, so he had electrical, some electrical knowledge, just kind of and, and shit laying around okay. his home, and would tinker with electronics, mm-hmm. or obviously very early electronics. But the that I just remember reading that at the again at the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but that exhibit that it, it's got. Um, pickups and guitars that he built and handwritten sheet music mm-hmm. that he did and um, handwritten uh, um, notebooks mm-hmm. of wiring diagrams and shit. Just, mm-hmm. it's really cool. And then uh, microphones, which I didn't know he did that. He he was, uh, he came up with some interesting microphones in the, in the 40s and 50s that were, uh, like I have adjustable gain on here. They had adjustable gain on the mic. Now... That you can do that, you do that from a soundboard. But before you had, in order to adjust your gain, you had to either back up mm-hmm. or get closer if you wanted to be louder, right. and that's how they do it. But if you had a, if you're a performer or you're, you know, whatever, whatever reason, you know, mm-hmm. you are using the microphone. He came up with the idea and the the, the figuring out a way to wire mm-hmm. that adjustment so small that it would fit on the side of a microphone, which apparently was com- became commonplace. It was another way that he just invented shit that changed. That's really uh, music cool. and broadcast. I, I love that kind of history. I think it's fascinating. It's I, I have I, I will go back there again just because they do change the exhibits mm-hmm. around. But also the little cherry on top was getting up to the top floor, and then it dawned on me that listening to was it uh, channel twenty five on XM? Oh yeah, you, you did classic vinyl. Mm-hmm. You ever listen to that station? Yeah, yeah. Rachel Steele, who's their Monday through Friday DJ, mm-hmm. that's where her studio is. That's where they really? broadcast from, yeah. And I forgot that if you if you pay attention that enough, is like, in, so like cool, man. every four or five yeah. songs are like broadcasting to you live from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm-hmm. from the top of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is the sixth floor. So were you able and to like go there and meet the folks? Or? I didn't meet anybody. Yeah. She was on air, yeah. but I like I waved and she waved back, and then w- while she was talking on the mic, but mixing board e- like mm-hmm. everything there, and then the next track that's coming up, but it's like uh, double pane. I mean, it looked like mm-hmm. you're walking through. Uh, like a that, uh, like really a cool, studio because yeah. her actual booth was there. I was mm-hmm. like, that's fucking crazy. And then to the right of me, it's like 
my brother thought this was the funniest shit in the world. And he's like, you know, it's weird. You can just look at this and you see her broadcasting. We're going to listen to her on the way home, which we did. Uh, and, and, you know, and then directly to the right is the Jackson five costumes from like 1973, like all five of their costumes like wow. on mannequins. I'm like, okay, that's, this is fucking like, strange. That's kind of weird. <laughs> it yeah. is weird. The James Brown exhibit was a little strange too because it said it was James Brown's outfits through the years. And then like the, one of the last ones was like red crushed velvet and it just said sex like on the belt. <laughs> it just said sex in red. Like it was red like deep like maroon crushed red crushed velvet and then the belt was sequins and then it spelled in and like bright red was sex. Wow. I'm like <laughs> fucking James Brown. <laughs> you never saw Get On Up. We talked about that. I that haven't movie. watched it. No, I it, never, I, I never I think it's it. really, I, I, I enjoy that movie. I think it's pretty I, good. Is it, uh, I might have to just go on a bender and watch all these, uh, like that, that, and then the Miles Davis movie, which nobody ever really watched, but man, it was fucking really good. Miles Davis is a madman. Yeah. The, the amount yeah. of cocaine that that man did is amazing that he didn't die from it. Oh, wait. He did. <laughs> he did. He did. Anyway. Yeah. So, hey, you know what? Let's uh, let's take a break. Well, I was going to ask. Well, go oh. ahead. No, no, that's fine. We'll, we'll take a break. We'll do what you want to do, Joe. Let's <laughs> do whatever thing that you want to do, Paul. Um, no, ask away, man. What do you, what do you no, no, it'll be it'll be after the after the break. Oh, we're going to take a break. You want to play some music to play oh, us yeah. out? Play you out, yeah. Thank you. 
back, more cartoon casual, 100th episode with our special guest, Leonard Interior. And we were just yeah. talking about beginner's mind and we went all over the place. Boxing, boxing, guitar playing, kind of other work that we do here. Manny but, yeah. Pacquiao. Yeah. And how Leonard's, what, what, what's your uncle's name? Oh, my Uncle Alex. Uncle Alex is a better fighter than Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, though, like because it, it doesn't I, sound, so he doesn't sound like an egotistical prick. He just sounds like a guy that didn't have the opportunity that Pacquiao did. Yeah, which is what we're talking about is like getting the opportunity. Yeah, and then when we're talking about uh, you know feminism, you know, and all that, uh, yeah. the opportunity, the outcomes are different. You know, like, yeah, but, there's equal. There's a difference between equality of opportunity, which is what we should have, yeah. outcome. and equality of outcome, which is you can't guarantee that yeah. because, and that's where you get problems. Yeah, you and that would be a pr- that would be a problem for me. Also, if someone actually came in this region here and sort of kicking my ass because they were better than I am, then I'm gonna have to step up my game. Right. Yeah, if they really were, but you can't just say, okay, you guys are going to have the equal amount of money or whatever. That that's, that just doesn't work. It doesn't no. doesn't happen. And it shouldn't be like that. It's that's, also not what got us out of the caves into where we are now. It's true. Yeah. Equal- nice. <laughs> to where we are now and just sitting around with dick and fart jokes <laughs> on a podcast. That's where we are now. We have it's reached some funny. kind of apex. Yeah. Well, because Paul had brought up the a strong point about uh, a lot of people when they get up to the top, when they're on top of their game, whatever it is, they kind of it gets easy, yeah. And they lay they rest on their lawyer laurels, and those are the ones that are the oh, they're lawyers on their lawyers. They certainly do that. They definitely rest on their lawyers. <laughs> but then you have well, you get you get e- egotistical little tiny Irish Mick pricks, fucking potato eater Conor McGregor. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, but he turned out to be a real asshole. Like, <laughs> but was, he yeah. is kind of a spectacle. Like, I will kind of watch him, but now I'm watching him kind of like how I watch clips of The View, just to see what kind of stupid <laughs> see what shit happens. stupid harpies say, <laughs> as opposed to wanting to watch him fight. Because, uh, and Leonard, you brought up a strong point too about you liked how you could you could kind of tell he had that savagery, yeah, built into him. And I think that comes from growing up hungry, yeah, not having enough potatoes I'm- or whatever, or Jameson, <laughs> and. But also, one of the things I remembered, something that he, they, somebody in an, an interviewer asked him what the hardest punch he ever took was. And he said it was in a street fight, and I went to headbutt a guy, and he stepped back and punched me in the forehead and broke his hand and knocked me out. He oh, said that was the hardest God. punch I ever took. And I was like, Jesus Christ. But like you said, he's yeah. fearless. Yeah. Like he'll, he, he would go into that. Well, not so much anymore. I think, yeah. I think he, uh, I don't know, I think his bed is stuffed with like $20 million. So <laughs> yeah. he, he doesn't sleep on a hard like ground anymore. He doesn't have the fire inside of him. Although there are some, I'm sorry, you also were mentioning too, part, part of Mexico City down there that has it, it just what's the city of mexico <laughs> yeah that was both, no i wonder what's was happening he goes there's a city in mexico <laughs> this is off off mic that it has all these boxes whatever and he goes oh mexico city it's mexico city <laughs> <laughs> well it, it was this thing in netflix a uh, fight world i think yeah, yeah. it's very very fascinating because it to me again like you know we're talking about beginner's mind mm-hmm. you know, when you're when, when you have that that mindset you know, even though you're you've advanced at a certain level, and if you maintain that, you're always you're, there's perpetual, you know, uh, improvement. You know, and no matter what it is, maybe maybe uh, I'll you know tweak my positioning when I'm you know you're, you're boxing or tweak a certain way I play guitar or yeah. you, you, you minor adjustments but you're still doing the same thing but you're because if you don't you'll get bored yeah you'll get bored and, mm-hmm. and things get stale and before you know it someone's kicking your ass yeah so <laughs> so and it's always always like you and it's not being 
arrogant or being egotistical, but you just like for the sake of not being bored, so you don't go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, that pushing that. yourself. Yeah, so you don't get yeah. beat. That's Paul I, doesn't get defeated. I think I think uh, Peterson uh, says something like that too. He talks about things that are what he says. If you have to evaluate your life, and, and you you choose to do something that has meaning, and therefore, or it's hard, therefore mm-hmm. it has meaning. Right. You know, automatically gives it meaning because it's difficult. And if you achieve these little goals that are difficult, it gives your life more meaning. Yeah. You know, right. So. Yeah. And it, it, I, that's exactly the. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's. I didn't come up with it. Yeah. It's. It's, it's a beautiful <laughs> thing, and I think. I think uh, I, as. You know, we're getting older. I think the new generation needs to like have that, you know, attitude instead of like, I don't have to do it. So (laughs) here's here's my thing, my take on that. I think that personally, the more people I meet and uh, interact with that are of a younger generation than myself, I I get from them why they feel like they're entitled. But I also don't think that it's nearly uh, that it's nearly as bad as the media portrays it because who owns the media? People that are two generations older than the young up and comers. Mm-hmm. And they're going to handpick the ones that are like, well, I deserve this and I deserve that. And they're also the same old farts. They're talking about, well, participation trophies are ruined. and blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, they are. And guess who invented those? Not those kids that were given participation trophies. Uh, correct. It was them that did that. Yeah. They did that. Was it the hippies? Where, no. Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, it wasn't the hippies. The ba- it, was the, was the, it was a lot of the baby boomers. They're like, yeah. The, yeah. The, the why isn't my kid playing football parents? Mm-hmm. And right. it's not all of them. Just like it's not all of the people of a younger generation that's coming up now, putting them all into the same category of not being hard workers or not right. being... Um, uh, not understanding the value of a dollar and shit right. like that. It's not all of them. I think it's a it's a it's a very small minority, and that gets exploited because right. in this day and age we have we're so bombarded by so many different levels of media mm-hmm. um, that it's hard to pick through the bullshit and figure out what's what's real. Yeah, and I, just being around my kid and her, you know, her friends mm-hmm. over the past handful of years. And listening to them, they know the value of a, a dollar. They know mm-hmm. what hard work is. But there's also one or two of them that feel like they deserve to be mm-hmm. given a car when they were 16, and they deserve to just get right. a diploma well, with you, no hard work. And you were pretty hard on on Portia though, and you you were the one that kind of instilled in her the value of a dollar and this kind of thing. Between her mom and I, her mom her mom is very very hard worker, but poten- potentially to a fault. Uh, but in, we just. We come from hardworking backgrounds. We come from blue. Her mom and I both come from uh, blue-collar backgrounds. So knowing that, one, hard work gets you good things and can get you nice things mm-hmm. and can get you good experiences in life. Um, but also, she didn't want to do things as hard as her mom and I had it because mm-hmm. neither one of us went to school. We didn't go to college or anything mm-hmm. like that. So she knew that she wanted to build off of that base and, and improve, which is what you want for your kid, right? Right, right. And, absolutely. And yeah. the, the other thing is that, that life is not going to always be fair. Sometimes if you are the hardest working person in the room, the smartest one, you still might not yeah. get some position just because, sorry, it's politics or something, which happened to me a while back with flying stuff. You remember the story? But you have to know how to respond to that. You know, your, yeah. your, your character is going to shine through and how you deal with that kind of crap. You know, you can't just scream out, you know, racism or this or inequality and women hater, misogyny and blah, blah, blah. Captain John Luke Picard of the Starship (laughs) Enterprise said, uh, 
it is possible to do all things correctly and still lose. That's just life. Mm-hmm. It's and it's very true. It's true. I know, Picard, I don't even like Star Trek, but I like that quote because it's true. Yeah. You can do everything right and still get fucked over because that's just the way life but is. But if you keep condu- doing things right, and I, you're not going back and forth here and I'm keep cutting out Leonard. <laughs> if you keep doing these things right consistently and don't let it really trip you up and fail and, and knock you in the in the crevasse forever, you know, whatever. Yeah. Then crevasse. crevasse. <laughs> Uh, Whoa. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Could have just said Ice Canyon, but you had to make Leonard I feel like fucking <laughs> hillbillies. <Whatever. laughs> you will be on top at some, you know what I'm saying? If, yeah. you, if you just get back up and, and you are pretty damn good at what do you do or what you're striving to do, you're always going to be up in the top. Which is which brings us back to the uh, uh, greatest guitarist to ever come through the hangar doors, is, which is Leonard. Yeah. Because he failed a lot. Good lord! How much did you? How much do you figure you failed to get to where you are as a guitarist? Well, a lot. Like I've I've lost count on how much I failed, but like the decision to come in here was an example of a hell of a I failure. It gave us gave us free music. That's another thing. You know, we didn't even bring that up. The reason why we love Lender so much is he's a good dude and he's funny as hell. Uh, even though he's never Sometimes. seen Talladega Nights, I just <laughs> that, I have to call I him out to. publicly for that one. Yeah. Uh, no, Joe. Now we it, need to see it. Now we have to watch it. I can't wait to watch it with you because you've never seen it before. <laughs> you've never been here in a Hangar Night movie out here. No, I have not. Okay, we do that out we, here. We oh need my, to be doing that oh. here. Soon. Did you know that we? Yeah. Anyway, no. Talladega Nights. Yeah, we put the, there's <laughs> flat white paint on the back of the mm-hmm. hangar door. We put the hangar door down, set up a projector, and watch movies. It's like 22, <laughs> 24 feet. Wow. Yeah. It's great. It's like your own. You can drink what you want, yell at the theater and stuff. And no. I, I take my pants off and just touch myself the entire <laughs> do, time. It's fun. Yeah, I think we should just do a version of Mystery Science 2000. Oh, uh, yeah. That that's kind of what happened. Do, do you guys do that? If, if it's not, if it's something that we haven't seen before, usually yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. be quiet. We'll kind of, everybody like, kind of pays Everybody's attention. kind of quiet, but there's definitely, like when we watch Top Gun, yeah. I hadn't seen Top Gun not oh, on like man. fucking TNT or something, like uncensored in years. What a shit movie. It's not very good. It's really. not very good. Yeah. There's a lot it's of... It's kind of gay. It's very homoerotic. Like, there's, <laughs> lot, there's lots of dudes, f- like, f- you know, the flexing and playing volleyball, uh-huh. and they're, like, flexing while they're wearing only a towel in the And everybody's room, sweating about, all the everybody's time. Everybody's sweating. Yes, yeah. everyone's very... They're glistening. Now imagine and, and they're that. walking around the shower room, and like you said, yeah. like, with a towel. Yeah, it's great. Like, the, yeah, the look of those 80s movies that are like... Man, why is everybody sweating? It's, right, <laughs> were the eighties hotter than it is now? Dad, did they have air conditioning back then? They did not. <laughs> they didn't, especially on the set of Top Gun, mostly because it was shot in a Turkish bath. It was <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so Len- Leonard, you've been, you've been, uh, you've had failures over the years. Absolutely, what do you assume. You know, and a lot of it is mostly, you know. A lot of it inexperience and a lot, especially when I moved here, I did not know, uh, you know, how can I get a job here for gigs? So I know, I know I've like told you guys before, I, my, one of my first jobs are in the VFW by Walmart and Bullhead, the old one before it burnt down. The old it, Walmart burned out or the VFW? The burned VFW, out? like oh next to God. it. Yeah. So, you know, it, the, how did you get a job at the VFW? Remind me, because it's been like two years. Yeah, so so I was teaching at the college, you know, just teaching uh, guitar, uh, music. Uh, and a lady asked me, hey, do you know anybody that can play, you know, 
sub for for uh, our guitar player because we can't find him. So <laughs> can't find our guitar player. <laughs> yeah, so like he like skipped down. Typically, that's yeah. a drummer thing. Yeah, but yeah, not, not necessarily. skipped down. So so yeah, yeah, sure. I I'll I'll play. You know, for you know, fifty bucks a night and all the hot dams you can drink and oh all the course light, you know. Hot dam. That's yeah. taking me back. <laughs> yeah. Talk what about is, uh... hot dam is cinnamon schnapps. Yeah. It's like the worst. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so syrupy and I, so fucking yeah, terrible. I, I, I remember that like it's like yesterday. It's like uh, it's the craziest experience I've ever had, you know, and I never, I never played country music in my life before. <laughs> Sorry. When you started playing there, did people start talking about the new, you know... Who is that Hispanic gentleman Australian playing? Australian Hispanic <laughs> yeah. guy. Come in and check him out. He's pretty and good. It, and it, it's it's kind of like a scene out of like, uh, you know, like... Uh, I know, like I know, Blazing Saddles or something like a Western movie. Like, yeah. you need to play that. Out. Excuse me while I whip this out, and then you like pull out your didgeridoo. And you're like, I'm just kidding. It's a guitar. <laughs> But you know, I I, I I wouldn't say that was. I consider it. Some people would consider it as a failure, but I I, I thought I failed it because for I played there for a couple of months and and uh, then the uh, steel player died and that that's. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. I just <laughs> we were starting out the VFW and it's not really an uplifting necessarily always. Well, I yeah. just want. I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I'm imagining the guys at the VFW being ancient and you guys, you being the young guy in the yeah. band. But you're probably what 20 band, years old then. Or yeah, something? like 20 something. And and <laughs> the guys I, in the band are in their 50s. Yeah. So and I, then the guys at the VFW were in their <laughs> 70s. They're like, yeah, but, stop playing but, guitar music, young man. I, I I walk in there. Everybody's in like. You know, kind of Western garb, you know. <laughs> and I, I, I came in there with like, you know, flip flops, and my T-shirt was, it's like a cheer shirt, but it says beer, you know, like a cheer. <laughs> so right. I, I, I did not know what, what I'm getting into. Yeah. So went in there. So I, when uh, you say country, what were you guys playing? Like, how old of country? Yeah, we'll do like, like, uh, like uh, Hank man. Williams, like old no, no, Hank no, no, Williams, no. like, like oh. Hank Williams, and. Yeah. The 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 steel player would play a bunch of uh, like kind of old Speedy West kind of like a steel oh, okay. rags you know like yeah. a, lo- a lot of boom chuck stuff. Hey, speaking of boom guitar and stuff. western, like Roy, Roy Clark died. Yeah, that, that's, that we haven't even mentioned that on the show yet. Man, like I because he was badass. I know he was He's badass. Great. I just don't think about Roy Clark in that way. I know. And I'm not shocked. The man was three thousand years old. I know. <laughs> But he was talking about... He died 20 years ago. He just reminded me of it back then. He was playing country music. I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if it was kind of Roy Clark kind of... Roy Clark... Roy Clark was a badass. He was. I will... will But... No, I was surprised. We don't need to memorialize him. I think they already started memorializing (laughs) him when he became feeble like 20 years ago. That's enough memorial. I just wanted to mention his name. Well, I'm, I'm glad you told you. You know, you're like, you're this fucking like Howard Stern's producer when he got to WNBC saying, he's like, you know, it was just terrible. Like my father passed away last night. I held his hand when, you know, when he went and it was, it was beautiful. By the way, it's 16 after the hour, 67 degrees. Like, fucking, you had to interject. Oh, by the way, Ruth Clark died a month ago. I just, I just remember we hadn't even talked. To, oh, look, I thought he was, uh, whatever. Fine. Leonard probably appreciates his guitar. It's like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Do you I know whose who's birthday oh, it is today? Yeah. Is Henry... No, no. What's his name? Uh, Kirk Douglas. He's 102. He's still alive. Holy when crap. When he dies, yeah. no one's going to be surprised. That's true. 
Oh my God! Did, were you about that. to say that you saw him play or something? Yeah, and and, and the Riverside, yeah, the the Don Celebrity Theater. Wow! Holy crap! I, and so the first first few times, you know, uh, my dad had a comp ticket, and the first first time I didn't go, but then I went on my own because, like, wow, I, I really want to see this guy and tremendous. I said tremendous, huh? Tremendous, tremendous. performer. He is. He, he, tremendous he performer. He is, was. Like, like, yeah. like the fast playing, very precise, very articulate. Did he do any classical, classic guitar playing stuff too at all? I, I don't know what Because he what does his, that. I, I don't know what his history that. is for uh, as as far as his, uh, I, I should now. I think his history was classical. Like that was his, what he, or his background was, yeah. was classical and then. Oh, he's a hillbilly, so like flamenco like, type yeah. stuff, that yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah. Charo, you know. Oh, yeah, good. she was <laughs> in, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, you <laughs> All right, know. so we're at the VFW country. We're trying to figure out what kind of. Uh, I'm trying to put this together: flip flops, uh, jeans, beers, yeah. uh, like Cheers yeah. shirt, a, a parody Cheers shirt that says beers. Yeah. <laughs> Long hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Oh, so no. so like you know you know like maybe like third song, fourth song, there's a heckler, you know, and the crowd's like. <laughs> Yeah, VFW heckler. Yeah, Get the like, darky off the stage. Like, <laughs> was he racist like, no, about no, it? No, like, no. Oh, Spoolhead. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, they they didn't really um, made made me feel unwelcome though. But the the guy, I forgot it. Just out in the back, it's like, boy, where's your cowboy hat? You know, like uh, I said, I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't have one. Well, after you get paid tonight, go get yourself one. You know. <laughs> it's like the most benign we, we, heckling ever. We may have yeah. touched on we may have touched yeah, on this when he was first here. I, I think, think so. Yeah, I, th- did I think bit, we yeah. did, but there's a lot of people but that are just now listening. For some it. reason, yeah. I forgot it was the VFW or something. Yeah. Like that. I, yeah, I don't know why I forgot about the VFW part. It, it, That's like, hilarious, though. I mean, you sh- I'm surprised you didn't fire back at him and say, <laughs> "Now you would." Now, as like the the, the aged. Uh, and and well uh, well groomed guitarist. Leonard still laughs yeah. like when uh, the last time that I saw Mike tell him this band sucks is when it was <laughs> Jesus Christ. It, it was hot that day and it was the middle of the summer and and Leonard was just walking down with his amp and it was difficult. It was uh, and he hadn't even set up yet and Mike throws out a this band sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he just miss, doesn't miss a step, but is still cracking up. And then Leonard, Leonard's just laughing because he knows it's Mike, obviously, and it's a funny thing to say. And <laughs> and he knows you he doesn't I, suck. I, I, have, I, have, I have no more pride or vanity. I just like go for just it. Just let it roll off your back. He's like, like, yeah, I might suck, but just wait until you listen to me. <laughs> And I'm going to take your wife home, like that. Like that's me. I, I, that guy would have heckled me. I would have been like, I left it at the, the, you know, in your next to your wife when I left her this morning, or something like that. You know, those old farts would have. They would have either thrown bottles at you, mm-hmm. like, like, in, like in the Blues Brothers. Yeah, when they go to that place. That in my mind, that's the stage. Oh, they would have like loved chicken it. wire and shit. Like we have two types of music here: country and, and western. western. <laughs> but you know, you know that the whole experience to me. Was was very, uh, I, I I consider it as a failure because I didn't do a well enough job to keep the gig. So, but I I moved on and played in other bands. And I, so you didn't you, get a hat. I bet you did do a well enough job. They just didn't like you. Yeah, probably. I think that's they, what it was. Did you not? Did you not get a hat? No, I didn't. What I, an I, asshole! Why did <laughs> I did not. It's like it was my former protest. You didn't know how to play ball, like you said, Pacquiao. Not Pacquiao. Excuse me. Um, uh, the other, the Hispanic, uh, the the Mexican boxer we talked about. You said he he played Conor play, McGregor. Con, no, not <laughs> yeah, that Hispanic guy. Damn it! What was the guy's name? Carlos McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> 
I hope Kevin finds this funny. Sean. <laughs> I think it was Sean Gutierrez. Is that his name? <laughs> o Gutierrez is what it is, actually. O'Callahan. What, what the fuck? I can't remember. Why? Do we, De La Hoya? Yeah. Is he Oscar, Mexican? N- no. No. We, we, you said there was this area down in Mexico City. Yep. And you, the, the, whatever came from that area. I don't know who the boxer was. Were we just right. talking about this? The name of the we D- never Duran, Roberto Duran. No, there's there, there, there's there's another boxer that's like a god dang. I don't know enough about boxing to even talk no, about. No, but it. if if you it's in Fight World, uh, you you guys want to watch it? Highly recommended. It's really cool. Uh, show this is gonna make me get off the couch and start shadow boxing in my living room and shit <laughs> no no it's just it's just the interesting part about it you know back to beginner's mind you know mm-hmm. failure you know how it it kind of molds you to be a better person a better human being or better at your craft you know mm-hmm. wh- whatever you do uh, it's kind of nice to watch it because then you got this kids going to the gym, you know, you get a choice like, yeah, you want to be in a gang or you want to fucking box, you know? Right. And then a lot of those street kids, you know, and the the gym produced champions, you know, that, you know, made, made the money and then they sent back, sent back the money to that gym, you know? Oh yeah. That loyalty is like deeply rooted to that area. And so it's still there. Like this, it's still this, this there. Is, I need to look this up. Yeah. It and it's, out. it's amazing. Cause like, do you want to go down there and just be the Anglo guys and be like, I'd like to learn how to fight. <laughs> they would like, kill no, me with one no, punch. Siento, no, no, like, no, bueno. <laughs> they just feel sorry for me. They would just look at me at the old middle-aged white guy <laughs> yeah, coming down like, here. Lo- you're lost. Aren't you, sir? You're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a street taco? Uh-huh. Yeah, is, that, is, that what, is that what you came down there for? You're like, yeah. We don't have no tacos. <laughs> Big man. Bueno, we don't got no tacos. <laughs> I'm going to offend every brown person who listens to our, <laughs> our fucking podcast. I, and I kind of don't care because there's only like three of them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, the uh, failure is what molds you into going forward or, or rather it can mold you however whichever direction you want to go mm-hmm. i've failed a lot in my life right it hasn't made me a stronger person it's made me struggle with who i am as a person so i'm very i'm very uh uh envious of guys like you who can take that failure and turn it into something good i personally don't know how to do that yet i haven't figured it out because well, i really don't like i i felt it like i said i failed at a lot of things in my life uh but i've got some success too like I've always thought that if, no matter what I suck at, I can always go. I did that right, and I can point at my kid, and I was like, I did, I did right by that one, that one person. I did okay. Well, if if you fail at something, but it's not something that's that important to you, then it's like you just leave it alone. Well, so then, how do you figure out what's important to you? I've I don't know. I mean, I've always kind of known that. Leonard, I, I think I think what to me what's important to me is what if it makes me happy uh, at some level, not not because like I know. Sometimes we, I become self-deprecating, you know. I mean, I think you too, Joe, or in some mm. ways you, you too, Paul. Paul doesn't. He's like, I'm you know, top five. I'm, I'm That's top bullshit. Five. I'm number one, North America, number one. You, you guys brought it up. Number one in I America, baby. Yeah. I am not. Check out the Gaines gravy train, oh, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I should be your hype man. You need a hype man. You're like, yeah, give it up for fucking Paul Gaines, motherfucker. Fly a plane right to your wife's pussy. Like, like just hype like no. you up like a rap concert. But then you're like dealing with these guys that are bringing in their like $100,000 gliders. Like, can you fix this? And be like, 
Damn right you brought it to Paul Gaines to fix that motherfucker because nobody else can fix it because he's number one. Other people in this country, they think they can do it. They fucking piss all over that. Fuck that. I'm going to hype you up. I'm going to do commercials for you. never said that. I know. That's why you need me. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, you know. You become, you can become, like you said, you become self-deprecating. Uh, and it, but the, but there's also there's that fine line between self-deprecating that's a, that's that's mm-hmm. uh, um, counterproductive to mm-hmm. your own psyche, and then there's that that humility, mm-hmm. which is good, which is why like I have no problem saying like I know that you're you are the best musician all around musician I probably have ever seen perform in Kingman, and I've and I say that having well, seen some thanks, some, some Thank pr- you. it's true. Thank you, dude. I realize Kingman's a little tiny piss ant town, however. There's been some pretty amazing people come through here. You're a lot cooler than Didi Ramon. That guy, <laughs> that guy was a fucking prick. He played at the House of Sound like 18 years ago, 17 years ago. Oh man, like I, he was a total jerk off. <laughs> he was a Ramon. He's an original Ramon. He's not even like one of the bullshit replacement Ramones, like Marky Ramon. Like he was an actual Ramon. Like they didn't, they didn't, they weren't that talented, but they had stage presence and they invented something. Right. Yeah. You know, I, they they made their mark, and you're better than him. Oh, and on all levels. <laughs> Oh, thanks, man. Which yeah. is not surprising. Although I've never seen you do coke, <laughs> but I saw I saw Didi Ramon do a big fat line of coke, and he turned into a real prick. That's what it, so. what it does, man. Like look look at fucking uh, uh, James Brown. <laughs> James Brown with his <laughs> his sex outfit. <laughs> I can't believe that. I'll have to find. I have a video of that saved somewhere. You, I was like, you have to check out that Jesus movie too. Christ. No, see what I thought. He had this little pouch that uh, Leonard brought out here, and I thought, oh, I he thought brought it was his a coke cocaine. pouch. Was that it's like, it's not a, I immediately pulled it out. Actually, of the my case. son gave it to me. I have initials on it's it. It is. That's actually yeah. a proper that's pick, cool. pick pouch. It looks yeah. like, and uh, you have some yeah. pretty thick picks. Yeah, because uh, it's <laughs> just <Silence. saying. laughs> Just saying, Joe. Look at pick. Him. That's pick with a P. Look at him. No, I see the thick dick, or the thick pick <laughs> on Leonard. Yeah. God. It's <laughs> Good Lord. Those really yes. thick ones, what, what, how do those... Uh, do you just wind, hate your strings? Or? When do those... Um, uh, I, interesting part about this, I got into the V-picks. Uh, I was watching Malo at the Ramada, now the Tropicana. Uh, I was running lights with... My friend Bruce, Bruce Speakman, he owns the music store down in um, Fort Mojave. But, but back then, he was still like the sound guy for that room, the pavilion. So I met the guitar player from Malo, and he gave me one of the picks. I never played with a pick before because I always... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, classical classical, style. Yeah, yeah, classical style. So, so when I pick up a, a, a V-pick, it's like, wow, these is, this is comfortable. And then that's the end of the story. Like, you know, I bought more of that. And so I bought different types for whatever music I'm playing. And I usually use use it for electric too. So there's there's like a there's a tone that's it does, you know, like that's pleasing for me. Right. So, and it projects, it makes it louder too. Would you, you would it. you use all of these on on this guitar? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you? Okay. Yeah, it, it depends because like I play long hours. Like initially I would use this pick you know for certain songs but if i want to get more aggressive i use i use the pointed ones very pointed so i have more you know a more precise control yeah yeah Yeah. and if i want to play faster i have like a like a flatter you know the flatter edges and stuff so 
So it, it's it's really interesting, you know, because everything is right hand. The technique is all right hand. So when you're when you're playing, it's nice to have like a tool that would you know enhance the sound, you know, the t the tone of it. So it's no, I ca I can't I can't leave home without it, you know. Like it's funny that yeah. you initially did not play. No, I I didn't like picks because I don't know how to use them. Right. I didn't know how to, but I, wow. I try to teach myself, learn, you know, I watch a lot of videos of George Benson, you know, how they use the pick and I, you know, some of the gypsy jazz guys, you know, how, how they use the right hand and this total departure from what I usually do, you know, again, like it was, if it's, it's easy, everybody does it, you know, but, yeah. but see for me, it was a difficult uh, uh, learning thing for me because I never used a pick and now people that used to see me play now like oh, dude you never used a pick before but now I see you just tell them that you got arthritis <laughs> yeah. tell them you got the arthritis and now <laughs> yeah, I can only and, play and, with a and pick I, you know what I, and sometimes like the long hours I do at the lodge you know it 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 takes a toll you know but it's a good practice too but so speaking of the lodge it's been you go there or you play there mm -hmm. you say once every two weeks is that right yeah. is that no, every uh, uh I play there four four days a week every other week. It's still the same oh, gotcha. schedule yeah. for the last three years. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you went down there to see him, and I didn't. I did. I remember. Yeah, you know. and we went. Yeah, the, yeah, you. Yeah, we yeah. went out. Got, yeah, we went out and got in yeah. trouble, didn't we? Yeah. Is that oh uh, the bartender uh, guy still there that makes the old fashions properly? Yeah, he, he's 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 not there anymore. So. Okay. So it's it's now it's now a cafe, but they still keep the music. Wait, they don't have. The steakhouse with the like the little the no. bar the bar in the front the, they don't the, have that anymore. The bar's still there. There's still a bartender there, so, but they they change it to a cafe. The, it's called the Bighorn Cafe, but the lounge area is still the lounge area. So way. I so I can still go in there and get a oh, old yeah. fashioned. All right, yeah. Right. But you don't play in there. You play in the cafe no, now. No, it's it. They change help help name. me understand. I'm they sorry. changed the whole name from the Lodge Steakhouse to the Bighorn Cafe. But the lodge, the lounge area is still there. So Good. You still, okay. You can with the fireplace. With the fireplace, yeah. Okay. So if uh, so if, cool. Anybody uh, wants to come down and hang? And, and what what days during the? Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Yeah, every other week. And then on the aside from that, as far as playing yourself and doing little gigs or working with different bands right now, are you doing anything actively right now? Or are you? Uh, no, not, not, not at the moment. I'm just doing my solo stuff. And um, we need to have you come up to Kingman sometime. We need to get people on the, on it and you have Leonard come back up here. I agree. Uh, it's been a little while. Yeah. Too long. Too long. Been so busy, man. So, but I, I do want to, I, I miss downtown. I miss, I miss you guys. Yeah, I miss the you as last well. time you performed was when my family was in town mm. and you dedicated a Clapton song to my mom because she's oh, yeah. a big Clapton fan. Yeah, she at walked the, out of the, the restroom. B3, right? The B3. B3, Blackbridge. Or no, that was at uh, the wine bar. That was wine at bar. Diana's. Yeah. 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 And uh, I don't even remember what you played. You played something. Me neither. Cause my like mom you... was just amazed. Like, oh, this one's for Sue. Da, 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 da. And she walked right. I mean, she was literally walking out of the bathroom like still hands wet and said, oh, they didn't play it. And then later on, that guy, we're at Sporties. You got to oh. see two facets of, oh of that God. guy. That was that same night. It was at Sporties. That guy oh. was, he kept, he was dancing and it was like, kind of, would, and he was being a dickhead and he was yeah. drunk and he bumped into you a couple times. Yeah. And you have to understand my brother, like anybody, anybody who loves our mom or mm -hmm. dedicated, did something nice for our mom. 
that person, anytime they're ever wronged, they're, that person's going to die. Like, oh that, whoever, whoever did an infraction against that person, they're going to fucking die. So that guy was like, he was, he was dancing I, at one point. He was playing pool and, like, just all you wanted to do was have a couple beers after performing yeah, all I, fucking night long. Yeah, like, sporties is sporties, man. Well, it, but it's, <laughs> it's never. It's kind of a crapshoot when you go into sporties. Yeah, you have no idea what's going to happen. But it's never the, uh, the locals, the yeah. regulars that start shit. It's always these assholes Some, yeah. that have never been there before. Yeah. And they act like total fucking pricks. And that's what happened with that guy. And yeah. that guy, he just, it, oh, my brother just went ahead and threw his hands on him and was like, it's time to go. <laughs> what the fuck is it? Out, yeah, let's go. So my I brother remember and I lifted him up and walked him out. <laughs> there, there's a whole melee at the entrance there. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then that dude walked all the way around mm-hmm. out back and tried to fight the bouncer. Yeah. Yeah, because that always well, works that, out for everybody. That's good. Yeah. No, because I told him, because he, he, bumped, he bumped me and bumped the girl that spilled a drink. It's like, dude, buy her a drink, man. Yeah. And then he, he was going to buy her a drink, but somehow he said something, I said something, and he got, he tripped out. It's like, and I didn't really said anything bad to him. I just like, you know, like, oh, good. Glad, glad you're at least a, your man enough to buy her a drink, and I guess that like triggered his, you know. And well, it made, and his, he, va- was, like, made his vagina twitch. He was all pissed off yeah. about it. He was a fucking asshole. Yeah, but, fuck that guy. But then I, 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 I remembered he's gonna grab me and he's gonna like swing at me. But all of a sudden, some something. People got in between. I was some something. Force. Your, I your brother. His name is Elijah Fellers. Yeah, your brother. That my brother is a force. <laughs> and it's just like every. And then it was a melee because I was. It was kind of cramped because like I was like maybe I'll just take the punch and just shake it off and tell him like man you punch like a girl or something and <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I was already like setting it so like I can like somehow defend myself and he's. He's a little guy too. I, I didn't. I didn't think he would punch that hard, but but then your brother, you know, <laughs> intervened there. Him and his meat hooks. My brother's just a big dude. Like yeah. I'm not a. I'm I'm a substantial size guy, but my brother's like big. You can tell that he was a swimmer for yeah. years, and he played water polo yeah. in college. Like he's just a big, stout uh, guy with these big fucking Amish hands. Like, yeah. he's like picked up this <laughs> yeah. little tiny guy who was travel size and was like, "Fuck yeah. you, you fucking asshole!" Like and. He was, and and of course we're I I had to like ride on his coattails of glory. I did barely anything, but I was just like, "How do you like me now?" Like I was just talking <laughs> shit to this guy as he's leaving. And, but then he came back in, and then Frankie beat the shit out of him out back. Yeah, be, like the next thing I knew, I didn't even know there was a fight out back. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. he tried to come in the back door. Yeah, and then remember the cops. The, called, yeah, yeah, cops. And then I was like, "Oh, the cops are here. That guy must have come back." Oh, there's paramedics here. Oh, there's firefighter paramedics here. Oh. <laughs> Uh oh! Somebody got real hurt, and then Frankie walks in with a ripped T-shirt and and no bruising on his face whatsoever. And I'm like, "Oh, you fucked that guy up, yeah. didn't you?" And I was like, "That guy, that guy's not going to talk right the rest of his life. He probably talks with a lift now." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy! I was so I was so mad, and I was just so happy that, that my brother got to experience the full. Now he's been to Sporties. He's come yeah. out here to visit four or five times, yeah. and he's been to Sporties every time that he's come out. <laughs> And now he's got the full force. So you went to the, you had the classy wine bar, seeing some nice yeah. guitar, and then yeah, sporties yeah. in the fight. Of course, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Once, once, uh, mom and stepdad went back. They went, they went to their Airbnb. And, you know, they laid down. Yeah. That's when the boys could go out and get rowdy and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. And anyway, absolutely. Well, one thing that we keep, I keep trying to bring up when we get sidetracked is the fact that our um, outro music mm-hmm. is written by and recorded 
by Mr. Leonard Interior. Oh. Yes, it is. So any of you people out there that are that haven't listened to his episode before, go back to, I don't know, as episode 45 or something like that. I don't even know what it is. Go back and look for Leonard Interior. Listen to listen to that episode. But also, the the outro music you always hear is is from you. You got any new shit yet? I do, and I'm I I'm just kind of uh, just mulling around and not. I've, I've been playing it on my solo stuff, but I just practicing it. Like, see. What I, I know I asked you the same yeah. thing before the when you're here before, but what what would you like to do? What would be your perfect thing that you could be doing right now? No holds barred. I mean, musically or whatever. I mean, because you you have a hell of a talent with with what you do here. And and uh, if you could just write your own, what would it be? Studio stuff. What, what would what would you be doing? I I probably do something uh, more more of a live performance. Uh, you like uh, get with a really good uh, ensemble or something, or uh, more more of a touring kind of a you know show. Uh, just some bigger like thousand thousand not 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 necessarily but just like you know like small listening rooms or something like kind of keep it low-key kind of uh have like a like a niche kind of uh like audience you know that likes to listen to you know gypsy jazz or actually i ran into this drummer uh he is a drummer for accordion players Okay. I like it. Talk about you a laugh, niche you specialty. That is but, narrow. But he, uh, he used to play for this guy named Art Van Dam, and he's a jazz accordionist, kind of like Asser Piazzolla. Oh yeah. But but the curious thing no about no idea who that is. I, but I he, he does it off. He, a, lot, on, a, lot, a lot of tango, uh, <laughs> tango music. Okay. Uh, Asser Piazzolla. Oh, oh, I know what kind of music you're talking about now. Yeah. I don't know who that artist is, but I know. Yeah, he's okay. a, he's a uh, kind of like a. Uses a bandoleon or something. It's like a button accordion, but it looks like a, it looks like a big, like a piece. Like it looks like a table, really. But play, plays really uh, amazing. You know, like it's beautiful sounding. So the Art Van Dam, he takes reeds out of the accordion, make it sound like a horn, like almost like a saxophone. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So so hmm. to me, it piqued my interest because like, who is this guy? How come it like. It didn't got you know. I didn't hear about this guy. So the, this drummer, his name is Richard. I don't know his last name, but really great drummer. So I played with him. I ran into him in Laughlin. Um, he's uh, plays drum for a, a friend of mine, Bud Mickle. He's a singer songwriter from from Las Vegas. Uh, we're gonna play New Year's together at the Hideout. Oh, so if very you guys cool. are not the uh, Hideout in Laughlin, yeah, in Laughlin. Oh, right on. Okay, yeah, New Year's Eve. So I'm playing with this guy and um, and Bud. So I'm playing bass for them. So there's going to be a lot of like, we're going to delve into just whatever music that we we can think of. It's like very improvised, very loose, mm-hmm. you know, but we'll, we'll do covers too, but then we'll kind of explore certain, you know. Can I get like a freeform jazz version of Freebird? Like if I shout Freebird, <laughs> will you fucking, will you guys make that happen? Man. <laughs> Let me play the triangle or some shit in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, yeah, the uh, um, jazz accordion. Uh, I'm very, very, um, very interested in that. See, this is what's this is what we're music. talking about too, because you you are always messing around, or you're interested or open to a bizarre, different twist on what you already are doing. Yeah, uh, and, and it's like, how can we play with that and make that sound cool? 
and and to me it's all for me it's like uh, you know some players like yeah leonard you're such a selfish prick like what do you mean like you you, you don't like sharing the music with other players like well uh sure if you like to follow like you know but we three chords one chord two chords you know no arrangement that's fine but but then you gotta you gotta like stretch it you can't just it's not just all about the musician it's like the music you know it's it's kind of hard to explain it's like you know sometimes when your ego kind of mm-hmm. gets in the way you don't really do the real music you're you you you, you don't you don't express it because you're like blocking the vessel you're yeah you know you want to like be you should be channeling it you know like that's that's why a lot like miles davis you know coltrane you know like those those guys that play you know not not that they're coked out of their minds but they're great you know sometimes that happened yeah, coltrane yeah. it was heroin and miles yeah. davis it was cocaine yeah mm-hmm. but you can honestly I mean, you kind of know what those substances do and you listen to either yeah. one of those guys and you they it let it uh, it it uh, it opened up those the the doors for, uh, mm-hmm. in their mind to let that yeah. stuff flow out. Yeah. Like I I think I get what you're talking about. Yeah, but, but they're also all these people that we mentioned before earlier. They're all probably heavily disciplined, or mm-hmm. they can play mm-hmm. right down the line sheet music mm-hmm. to perfection. But that's not yeah, you know, uh, that's just their foundation. It's the, the the foundation is there, but then you're you're when you play express yourself uh, music musically, you know. Like Art Van Dam, like holy crap! I, how come I missed this one? You know, and very impressed. And the drummer is still alive. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, wow! So, so if you had three or four, uh, three or four guys you could play with uh, consistently, or have a band consistently and play small venues, but you, but you played enough together, and you always kind of stuck together to hold your interest. That's what you would like to do and, and tour around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and just. Uh, like I said, like uh, small, you know, like listening rooms, like not not something, you know. Kingman Kingman is has gone so you know gone so far, you know. Like it's a great venue for for live music. Mm-hmm. It's, downtown is like you you can block the whole the whole damn damn street and you can like have a festival there. Yeah, a music festival. Not, not, Which not we ought to maybe ought to revisit that. We should like now on that the park, you know, like now that I don't have a kid to deal with and you don't have the Kingman Airport Authority to deal with. Not so much. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. We, we can maybe put that together. Maybe we can just lean on Leonard and a little bit. Get Art Van Dam. Does he is he alive? No, he's he passed away. Well can you bring him anyway? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you know <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll get some smelling salts in a heater and it'll be fine. <laughs> just, no but there 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 is like a whole, you know, like underlying uh you know music uh, community like this in just in Arizona, like Nevada, like you know, like really talented folks, you know, that are just like hiding out there, like, but they don't have that. They don't have the venue or yeah, the opportunity. Yeah, the, the opportunity. You yeah, know? but then I, just, we we, just we did talk about it. We got kind of serious about it, and then we kind of backed off. But you're you're right, and then we mentioned it to you, or you brought it up. So it's been talked about more of a we start out smaller, you know, but we could do this in the street, I guess, or at Metcalf. Yeah, um, I like the idea of doing something and definitely involving Metcalf Park. Oh, yeah. I, I just like that park. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's got a stage there and everything. Yeah, yeah, and and so. and, and I think you 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 promote that that uh, that vibe. It's all about that feeling. Like you know, you you go downtown. It's like man, I had a great experience. Oh yeah, I I, I saw the Swillers or I saw, you know, 
saw me perform or uh, the uh, Ray's band, uh, Cardo's band. The, oh, riv- the rivals. The, the, the rivals. The rivals. Los Rivales. You know? Los Rivales. See, like, you know, like you, you, you capitalize on those, those acts, you know, like just put, put something together and then, you know, singer-songwriters, you know. Like Prescott, I played there uh, last November. What a great music scene that, that is. And I, it's like amazing. I've heard really good things about it, and they've got people performing everywhere. Yeah, In the summertime, every- you'll just have, they just yeah. do an open busker thing, and people just show up, and they're busking on the streets yeah. everywhere. Like, so if you don't even have to plan or think about it, you just go downtown, and yeah. you're going to find yeah, it. And, yeah, and d- d- downtown Kingman has that. It's great potential. It's already. It's going there already. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. going it's, to that direction. It's on the cusp. Yeah, so to it speak. is. But you know, and it ha- it. You want to be right there when it's, it's gonna like blow over. You know, mm-hmm. it's. Mm-hmm. it's, it's I nice. want you to be there. You should be the music director. <laughs> well, now that we're talking <laughs> about it, we should, we'll just have an after show conversation. We're gonna have an after show conversation. Yeah. Speaking so. of, uh, I hate to be that guy. You got. You got to go. Kind of have to go. I gotta go. I gotta start skedaddling. I just I didn't give myself a one day of buffer in between the end of my vacation and well, going back to work. So well, we'll I have to back. work this evening. Where at? At the hospital. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in it oh, and man. work all night. <laughs> oh man. That's well, stupid. I'm an idiot. That's why I just drank so much coffee. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's well, all right. Welcome back to Lovely Kingdom. The, the, yeah, the yeah. the the land of no humidity and sunlight. <laughs> I. I, I tr- after last year, I went out there last year at Christmas time for two weeks, mm-hmm. and it didn't get above twenty degrees the entire time I was there. Oh, it was wow. the coldest time I've ever felt in my entire life. Even the fourteen years I lived in Ohio before mm-hmm. that, they broke a bunch of records that yeah. existed since like the fifties. Yikes! There were a couple of days it didn't get a it didn't get into double digits, and that's some North Dakota, Minnesota shit. That's not Ohio kind of shit. So I was I just wasn't prepared and I my family could li- they listen to me and my kid bitch about it the entire time so I tried my best to keep my mouth fucking shut this time <laughs> just because I just didn't want to whatever but uh uh I still didn't see the sunlight for five days five solid days I didn't see any sunlight they're quite a bit farther north in here too mm-hmm. so like even though it's cloudy it's dark at 445 wow and it just that started fucking me up too it just made me tired I'm like oh god that's why people Christ. hibernate. That's why you hibernate it's in the winter. It's true. Time. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go to bed. My brother's like, it's 6.30. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. So, no wonder I'm up at 2. Speaking of, I went to Casper, Wyoming uh, to the the eclipse. View the eclipse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Uh, talk I to mean, Mr. Gaines about that. I couldn't yeah. see it because oh there was cloud God. cover here, but Gaines was. That, it went to, I was in South Carolina working on, a, on an airplane, and I timed it just right because I knew they wanted me to come out there during some between this date and this date, and I went, well, I think it's about when the eclipse is. I think it's going through South Carolina. So as it turns out, the very center of the, you know, right down the, the maximum was in the middle of this big lake that's right there off the end we, of the... Were we flying? Uh, no. The, we, we got out in a boat and, and went right down the center line because he had an airplane, his GPS. We figured out exactly where the sun was. We marked it, and then we were right down the full eclipse in wow. the lake which was amazing to be on wow. this lake when this happened. I wasn't trying to up your story, but but the, you I, know, I happened to go there during the, that same eclipse. Which were you? You see full eclipse too? Where you were? Or yeah, not? yeah, yeah. Okay. So with what did you feel the temperature change? Uh, yeah, I, that, that <laughs> was amazing to me. And, like, and, I never and to look around at when it, you know for like a minute or so. Whatever. You see you all the at, animals, the birds. Kind yeah, of, they're flying, and then yeah. all the 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 way yeah. the red and stuff was on yeah. the or all the way three hundred sixty degrees. It was crazy. It was it was something. 
People go, oh, I saw it, you know, three quarter of it. No, that's not. I've seen those plenty of times. I, it, it There's nothing like it. It was going to be nothing, 79% yeah. or 81% or something here. Yeah. And but it was also crappy weather here. We yeah, had yeah that's so I, I like I worked the night before and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get some shut eye, set an alarm and go outside and oh, cloud cover. Fuck the eclipse. And I just went back to bed. I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. I was pissed off because I like, ruined my sleep and da, 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 da. And I had the opportunity to go up north to southern Idaho and visit some friends. And I just didn't get my shit together and get the time off. Because I was just going to drive up mm-hmm. and hang out in Idaho Falls for a couple nights and then come back. We were going to go and see because they had some, to- they had like 99% around there. You know, I'm uh, sure you had the same thing at this airport, which was, again, right off the end of the lake, which is 100% eclipse. They had a bunch of airplanes flew yeah. in that morning, yeah, just, you know, just for the eclipse. Yeah. That's, that's it's amazing. It's like, I, I, if I see, I, I'm planning to go somewhere else like you know they do have it's this. gonna be in texas in, a, in a, a not that many years from now 2022 yeah. i think yeah and, and that's the first thing like i that. thought after the right to over got i'm gonna see this again yeah that's the first thing i thought i gotta see this again yeah <laughs> it was what the cool thing was it there's the corona around the uh-huh. you could just you could look up at it and you could see and it was black i mean uh in the center of the sun it was just can't get any blacker than just see this little beam around and, and, it and you know what what eerie for me it's almost flora uh fluorescent like the uh the light yeah the light looked different you, yeah you never see a light like that the way the yeah. totally different looking light yeah hard to describe I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about yeah, it. yeah me too man i want to see it yeah the best i ever saw was like I, and i had to look it up it was 1988 mm-hmm. in tucson i was seven years old my grandfather like threw welding goggles on me and we went out in the in the street and uh and and watched it and it was 97 percent uh-huh. uh total like which was that's close enough that's pretty good that's close enough to where you almost i don't think you could tell the difference but i do know that the 100 percent totality just watching the video of it not watching the video of the actual eclipse uh-huh. but just the surrounding area yeah. where the light just kind of goes and then it's yeah it's very apparently it's very dramatic there were a few guys and, that i knew that that did fly during the you know they, they took off i want to make sure they were flying during the eclipse weird that was crazy they said did you see any of the video that people shot from uh like intercon or uh, uh, international flights or if they were on they were on they were in a jet like a commercial jet and they i never saw it and they, those videos were really strange because they were going one of them i watched they were because they were going like with the sun so last totality was like 35 minutes or 40 minutes mm-hmm. instead of 12 or whatever it was mm-hmm. because they were following it and eventually they you know the sun you know it's or the moon's moving faster but that was it, it didn't look real it, it looked it yeah and that's what i heard from several people yeah no it didn't it just kind of didn't look real it well was yeah then you're you're flat earthers like no there's no way that happened that, <laughs> government <yeah>. did it <laughs> obama yeah, but- so you were talking about, I guess, it was something you were talking about being in Wyoming. Was it something else you were going to, or is there, I can't remember, it was a different topic. No, it, it was just like, uh, just the lighting is like, it, it has to be experienced, like, yeah, you have does. to be there, you know. It does. Because you can't really, can't explain it. And I I have some friends who are flat earthers. Oh, that's fake. Like, you know what? You're an You idiot. have <laughs> friends that are flat earthers? They can't be real flat earthers. We talked about this too, I think, before. But. <laughs> yeah. I'm they're not sure they're flat actual. earthers. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. yeah. I know, I know, I know they're, being, they're joking with me, but some of the stuff that, that they, wow. No, uh, God. Yeah. Wow. All right. Got it. I was going to say something else, but it's too big of a topic. 
Oh. No, no, it's okay. All right, then. Had to do with the... Well, thanks, guys, for having me. Science hey, and NASA. Thank you for, for yeah. coming, man. For the 100th episode. Yeah, thank you yeah. for being on this a momentous occasion. Thanks for recording the great music. I have... Uh, definitely have people come to me and they're like, what is that music? Like, where'd you get that? I'm like, that's original. Leonard well, Interior. You ever hear about him? Go and see him. Well, thanks for so, promoting some of my uh, noodlings. Your noodlings. <laughs> I think even one of those, you, you cut a couple pieces, but one of them you kind of wrote sort of for the show in a way. I yeah. believe you kind of, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Very nice. We're very blessed All right. to say that. No, Paul, you got anything else? No, I'm done. I know you got to go. All right. No, I'm. that's no, fine. Leonard, thank you again. Thank you so much, guys. And, Appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully we do this again. Absolutely. Definitely. Have a good night, folks. All right. Thank you.
Thank you.